0: Full Credit to the Boys is brought to you using quality microphones and interfaces from Rode Microphones. Australian-owned and operated, Rode products are world-class audio equipment. If you're creating a podcast or making music, you need Rode on your side. Rode Microphones, exclusive audio sponsor of Full Credit to the Boys. This week on Full Credit to the Boys, it's payday at the Dogs, Broncos realise they can't sack 17 coaches, and John Tuxworth swings by. Welcome to Full Credit to the Boys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome to Full Credit Boys live from the Craig Gower Quarantine Studios. You can find us on Twitter at FCTTB underscore podcast, Instagram FCTTB podcast, all one word. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at former underscore legend. Or search the hashtag, that was not me in that dress. You can find The to my right on Twitter, at Sid Puntz. He's a man who this week had top secret meetings with Mark Latham about joining One Nation. He's declared that he is the mystery winner of the $80 million Powerball. And tonight, he's wearing a face mask to protect himself from Victorians.
1: Welcome, Sid. Yes, hello, former. Hello, all you virus-free Australians. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, yeah, during the week about Mark Latham. Not you, Victoria. Not you, Victoria.
0: Or Liverpool. Or Campbelltown. T. <laughs>
1: Kasula, get out of here. Uh, Yeah, I don't often tweet former, but when I do, it's pretty much Twitter gold 100% of the time. And so it was this week that I complained about something in the West Tigers game, and the whole world agreed with me. So I knew I was a shining light for reason on social media. Then the Honourable Mark Latham retweeted me, agreed with me, and started a thread, and I have been questioning myself and all my life choices ever since. (laughs)
0: Yeah, if you've got uh, Latham in your corner, who else do you need? <laughs> Except a lawyer <laughs> and a humanitarian.
2: This is Brian Henderson.
0: I'm Alan Jones. I'm BB Chin. This is Kent Brockman. I'm on Burgundy. The stories that will hit the headlines tomorrow. First story comes from the Goulburn Gazette, and it's uh, Sydney Pub in Surrey Hills give, gives hilarious response to a bad review. Hit me. An inner-city pub, uh, inner-city Sydney pub, uh, not the lockout laws you used to down there, Victoria, <laughs> uh, has defended the rights of its employees to have a bad day after a customer complained they weren't acting cheery enough. Uh, the re- review read, nice bar, but has the crankiest bartender in town. A woman named Lisa wrote.
1: Karen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Her name was Karen.
0: <laughs> Shout out to all the Karens. You know you are. Um, Lisa wrote, in uh, three, a three out of five star review of the Cricketers Arms Hotel. Not a bad pub. Yeah, it's in good pub. In Surrey
1: Hills. I've been kicked out of there heaps of times.
0: <laughs> uh, she said, I've been here many times and definitely go again. But the barman really dampened our spirits on Saturday night, uh, claiming two strangers came up And said the same thing to to Lisa, Karen.
1: Didn't didn't happen.
0: In response, the hotel administration has had none of it. They replied on uh, TripAdvisor, "Hi Lisa, thanks for the review. (laughs) You know things are going to go south (laughs) whenever someone says that." We've had a chat with our barman regarding this and he'd like to publicly be known that the ongoing instability of global recession that could render him unemployed at any moment, the lurking danger of COVID-19 potentially killing everyone he loves, the destruction of the entire ecosystem due to climate change and the inability to find a bloody cheap pouch of tobacco in the inner city has made it all quite difficult for him right now to find joy in the current moments. Uh, He said, however, that he will try and make more of an effort to smile. Uh, The hotel administrators added hospitality workers have been hit particularly hard, Sid, by the pandemic, as people have been stopped from going out and patronising in the pubs, not Yukasula, uh, <laughs> cafes, restaurants that they all work in. The pressure on workers had been added uh, to by publicans jumping into the media to accuse people being supported by Job Seeker Payment of refusing to take shifts because they're supposedly earning more if they're on the doll.
1: Yeah, well, people just love to complain, don't they, former. <laughs> This uh, story sent me down a rabbit hole of complaints. Well, me too. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. I've got a list of five made by people to Thomas Cook Holidays. Oh, good, yep. About complaints they had about their trip. So let's go five to one.
0: Righto, set,
1: go. Five. I think it it should be explained in the brochure that the local stores do not sell proper biscuits like custard creams or ginger (laughs) (laughs) nuts. One star. (laughs) Four. On my holiday to Goa in India, I was disgusted to find that almost every restaurant served curry. I don't like spicy food.
0: Goa. It's a Noah for me. (laughs) Three.
1: (laughs) It's like having Normie back on the podcast. (laughs) A tourist at a top African game lodge (laughs) overlooking a waterhole who spotted a visibly aroused elephant complained that the sight of this rampant beast ruined his honeymoon by making him feel inadequate. (laughs)
0: I'm going to, only go, to, the piss, only go, to the, go to the piss trough to feel that.
1: <laughs> what about this complaint? There was no egg slicer in the apartment. <laughs> one. And the number one complaint. The brochure stated no hairdressers at this accommodation. We're trainee hairdressers. Will we be okay to stay there? <laughs> Well, people that idiots.
0: idiots. I found three absolute perlers. Well, now we'll say we'll say four, four absolute perlers on uh, TripAdvisor. Okay, how's this one? Hit uh, me. It's about a hotel in uh, England. Uh, one star. There was poo in the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I'd be blowing up over that. This one about Taronga Zoo. Yeah. Who doesn't like Taronga Zoo? Well, this bloke, because as my partner and I strolled around the children's section, wrote that in capital letters, of the zoo, and Emu got a bit too friendly with me rubbing itself against me, I pushed it away and it decided to go and ejaculate on some poor lady next to me. (laughs) Uh, This bloke. uh, Five stars for that one. Tom Green with an E uh, uh, reviewed Honolulu Beach. Beach is too sandy, but the water is clear. Three stars. What an idiot. And finally, how's this one from an Indian traveller in uh, reviewing our very own Opera House. Yeah. Uh, do you like brown concrete? One star. If you like brown concrete with dim lighting, you're in for a treat. Life is too short. Do something else and don't visit the Sydney Opera House. Wow. What a jerk. <laughs> a Melbourne Indian, I'd imagine. <laughs> Next story comes from the Kyogle advertiser. What have they got to say? Free sex toys to keep Victorians busy during the second lockdown.
1: What a great idea.
0: Uh, <laughs> as I said to you off air, uh, <laughs> Melbourne, the most livable city. Livable city if you've got a good TV <laughs> in your lounge room. <laughs> The most
1: livable living rooms in the world.
0: It's, it's so easy to get around from my bedroom to my toilet. Uh, as Melbourne metro area is staring down the barrel of another six weeks of lockdowns. Melbourne, 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 am I right? Thierry? Yeah, yeah, um, good one. Yeah, good one, Normie. <laughs> it's important for those of us going back inside for a long uh, time to keep busy and entertained. Uh, so to make things more bearable for Victorians uh, tr- during the second wave of ISO womanizer is giving away a bunch of free sex toys to keep the vibe going strong during the lockdowns. Maybe you're having to go back to dating exclusively over FaceTime, or you've come back home to now be in quarantine for a while, or you're looking at a few weeks with lots of extra time on your hands again. And to the good humors at womanizer who want to make sure those lockdowns can still, you can still get some much needed endorphins and stress release over the next six weeks. Uh, they're literally giving away a much, heap of their much hyped sex toys for free to keep Aussies in lockdown practicing safe, sexy times because it's not uh, possible to go out for a casual route right now. It's not a word I would use. No. Um, not casual. The self pleasure legends are giving away a hundred of the womanizer starlet. Oh, I love a starlet. <laughs> what color is yours? <laughs> Lavender. <laughs> Which are pint sized versions of the air, air pressure slash vacuum that stimulates your clitoris. Cl- cl- is that how you say that? Don't know. Uh, I've never seen one. Or other places with lots of sensitive nerve endings. Literally everyone I know has one, sings its praises, so the chances of copping a free one is a good deal. Now, from all reports, Womanizer have renamed all their sex toys in recognition of Melbourne attractions and personalities to, <laughs> uh, to give away to the Melburnians. Yeah, what do you got? Um, there's the Melbourne Quarantine Dildo. It's a real big, thick one. Uh, It feels like a security guard has run through you and left you with a virus. Uh, There's the Eddie Maguire virus (laughs) uh, vibrator. How did I know Eddie would get a run? It comes in every colour except black. Very good. The Jeff Kennett wand uh, makes lots of noise, thrashes around a lot and actually admits salty tears every time Ned Philander speaks. But of course... If
1: I saw one of those dildos on the street in Sydney, I wouldn't recognise them.
0: (laughs) No, that's right. But their big seller is... The Yarra butt plug, Sid. It's that. It's named that because it's so big that when you pull it out, a brown river flows.
1: Yeah, very good. Probably better than what I've got. I just think this is a fantastic, fantastic initiative from Womanizer, giving out some free sex toys to our irresponsible compatriots south of the border. The company. <laughs> Companies just trying to promote their business during a troubling time for all small businesses everywhere former in these unprecedented times. Mm. And some advertising genius found a hole in the market, so to speak. <laughs> the advertising slogans they toyed with, so to speak, when coming up with this idea for the Victorian market included, since you're rooting the country, use us, womeniser, vibrators. <laughs> then they thought they'd run with the slogan, you had to ruin it, didn't you, Victoria? Have some free fuck sticks, fuck sticks. sticks. <laughs> But what womenizer wants you all to know is that you should practice safe sex. So by all means, use their products, but just stay away from Victorians if you want to stay virus-free.
0: Final story this week comes from the Wilcannia Post. Um, Baker uses female urine from public toilets to make Goldilocks bread. Um, Why? An enterprising French baker is switching up her bread recipe, or should we say recipe? P. Oh,
1: very good, Norman.
0: <laughs> I didn't write that one. <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay, okay. By using wheat fertiliser, uh, fertilised with female urine, harvested from public restrooms. Urine is a great fertiliser, said engineer and self-proclaimed eco-feminist, mm, oh, she'd be a good time, uh, Virginie Trickle, <sighs> who regularly gathers piddle from female urinals in the 14th arrondissement of, uh, of Paris. Um, she's the brains behind Bukul Dior. Or the, oh, yeah. Or Is that the, how you pronounce that? The Goldilocks bread. Oh, yeah. According to a new study published by the French Urban Planning Agency, Uber. some, some <laughs> 29 million loaves of urine utilising bread could be baked daily, saving farmers 703 tonnes of nitrogen employed in... Uh, sorry, employed in... Uh, artificial fertilisers each day. Perhaps it's true what they say, that April showers bring May flowers. <laughs> Normie. Uh, it's a You're ne- on fire today. <laughs> I didn't write that one either. Oh, good. It's a neglected liquid, usually dismissed as waste. Well, so, it is waste. Said Ms Trickle, adding that urine harbours nitrogen, potassium, and many of the other nutrients that plants extract from the soil. As such, it should be treated like a gold mine, she said. Whilst many people have said they wouldn't even try the bread, Virgin Trickle said that it has really taken off in Germany where men said they can't get (laughs) enough of it. It's unknown how urine affects the taste of the bread. Its rumoured sterility, when expelled from the human body, has been the topic of much scientific debate. So, to further ensure its cleanliness, Virgin dilutes the bizarre ingredient 20 times before applying it to the wheat used in Goldilocks bread. And if the piss bread doesn't sound uh, like your cup of tea, you should probably steer clear of the chocks chock mud scones, the date scones and the love custard scroll. Uh, the decision to employ female wee-wee was part of what Ms Trickle calls eco-feminism, which advocates using eco-friendly products to empower women. And the pea cycling uh, program isn't Trickle's only eco-feminist initiative. The unorthodox inventor also uh, MacGyvered a female urinal nicknamed Marcel, which she says helps cut down the wait time of women's bathrooms at public events. The funnel attached to a garden hose looks to be the direct copy of the pissaphone used on a number of at former underscore legends end of season forty trips. It does indeed.
1: Look, uh, in these unprecedented times, former, we've seen a lot of people making homemade sourdough. And I get that. People have more time on their hands and sourdough is delicious. But I do not understand this. Salty The <laughs> The old saying is, don't shit where you eat. The same should <laughs> apply with piss. This crazy bird, I don't know what her point is, Piss should be recycled. We should use piss better. Old maid, what
0: was her name? Trickle. Virginia. Virginia Trickle.
1: She needs to have a good look at herself. There's a lot of holes in her story here, so to speak. Why is she going down to the public dunnies to harvest this stuff? And do they not flush in France? If she's hell-bent on making piss bread, why doesn't she just drink more water and produce her own ingredients, use her yeast infection to make the loaf rise and get on with it? This is crook former. If Gwyneth Paltrow hears of this, there'll be a Gwyneth Paltrow piss pit bread coming soon to goop, and nobody wants that.
0: Well, uh, 2020 round nine. We it's only off. round nine. <laughs> round nine. Wow. Episode twenty round nine. <laughs> you do the maths. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um, we have
1: kicked, a nap while you talk about this.
0: Kicked off on Thursday night when the Cowboys. Uh, were no match for the Roosters going down 42 points to 16. In a crazy game where the teams went to the shed separated by just six points with the Roosters up 12-6, the second half exploded, mainly for the Tricolors, who went a- on a 30-point run to blow the Cowboys out of the water, finishing game with a 26-point victory. The Cowboys papered over some cracks with a couple of late tries, but make no mistake, the second half was a hiding of biblical proportions, especially given the Roosters are without some of their big names right now like Radley, Morris, and Jake Friend early in this game.
1: Yeah, this was definitely a game of two halves with only the Roosters playing the second one. (laughs) It was uh, no surprise the final scoreline as the Roosters are in good form even though they are down on troops. The only surprise out of this game was that Freddie Tedesco didn't score a try and robbed Sid punts of his rough punt this week. Eight tries in all from the Roosters. And Freddie didn't score one to help the punters out there that are battling. It was so close. Only an intercept robbing me with the line I'll wide open. That.
0: I thought of you the moment uh, that happened.
1: I was cheering and then screaming and then I ruined my telly. But uh, another solid performance from the Chooks, who, as you say, are down on players. That's a handy bunch of players that they're missing.
0: After receiving a late call-up to replace Brett Morris, who was injured in the warm-up, Matt Ikavalu became the first Roosters player to score five tries in a match since 1955 when the great Brian Allsop uh, scored five against Parramatta at Sydney Sports Ground. Oh,
1: is that that game?
0: <laughs> how good was the Allsop? Oh. You're an Allsop man from way back. Yeah. Uh, his stats were mildly impressive, according to Full Creek, the boys' backyard stats lab, bone-grinding Gary, and his, much, uh, sorry, his speed-loving brother, teeth-grinding Greg. Ikavalu finished with the five tries, as I said, Five tackles, that's right, five. Five tackles. 139 running metres, 54 of those post-contact, four line breaks and six tackle busts.
1: Yeah, poor Ben Hampton for the uh, cows, on the wing for the injured Val Holmes. He will be having nightmares about Ikevalu for a while, or as Aaron Molan calls him, Ikevalu. You never want your opposite.
0: <laughs> you know- <laughs> I pushed away from the. <laughs> yep.
1: You never went your opposite number to get over you in a game, and to concede five tries from the one bike, it was a horror night for that left hand edge for the cows. but Hampton um, wasn't on his own. The cows missed thirty two tackles, mm. made ten errors and conceded ten line breaks in this match.
0: Now, the defeat had many people asking, what is going wrong at the Cowboys? After what is going
1: wrong at the Cowboys? After they
0: began the season as one of the smokies of the competition. Pundits are also looking at the way Paul Green used star recruit Valentine Holmes in this game after he admitted to Fox League pre-match that he wasn't at full fitness, and it showed when he began hobbling early in the game. Holmes, who swapped from fullback to wing in a bid to lighten his workload in this game, lasted just the first half before being replaced for the second 40 minutes. And
1: what a great replacement it was.
0: And despite high (laughs) hopes, Scott Drinkwater has been scratchy all year. In this game, he dropped two identical balls within minutes of each other. That's right, two identical ones, probably left and a right. Uh, And then another just before half time. It's interesting times in Townsville, closing in on desperate times, Sid, although I'm not sure if Joey jokingly asking Thurston on Channel 9's Courage if he'd consider a comeback was an indication of of the situation they can find themselves in.
1: Yeah, well, they've conceded 253 points this season. And as we said, it's only round nine. (laughs) It's a long season still to come. (laughs) Uh, That
0: just means (laughs) lots more footy.
1: 253 points. Yes. The most in the league. They've had blowout scorelines against the Roosters and Parramatta the last two weeks. 253 points former. That's an average of over 28 points conceded per game. And unfortunately... 85% 85% of those tries are scored down both flanks.
0: Yeah. The, the,
1: Out wide on both sides, they get absolutely I think was hammered. I
0: on the Fox coverage. Oh, was that. They were
1: saying that oh, I thought I came up with it on my own.
0: <laughs> no, they were saying a couple of weeks ago, the Tigers picked the right side, I yeah. think it was, and tore them to pieces. But then... This week it's all it up, down the left side. It's the left side, so that's good. So, um, yeah. They fixed the right, obviously.
1: 253 points. Parramatta, for example, have conceded... 96 points this season yeah, at an average of under 11. They've got a lot of problems at the cows, and I think it's time Paul Green moved on. Uh,
0: Friday there, night. There, I've said it. <laughs> Friday night and the early game, uh, the warm-up, was uh, the Titans, who were too good. That's right, too good. I know. For the tamworth uh Terrigal Terrigal. Warriors, 16 points to 12. The Titans won their first game at their home ground this decade with a doggy-style come-from-behind win against the Terrigal Warriors. Now, despite being down 12-0 after just eight minutes, the Titans clawed their way back in the game, denying the Warriors a single point in the next 70 minutes of the game, while scoring three tries their own to record their first win at home since April 2019. Now, incredibly, the win puts the Gold Coast team... On the same points as both the Broncos and the Cowboys. Unbelievable. With some saying of the three, the Titans look like the team with the most promise and potential.
1: Yeah, well, Former, I've said it before and I'll say it again. When a team from the Gold Coast is going well, rugby league is going well. <laughs> and the Titans, as you said.
0: You've also said it's a
1: nursery. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a fantastic nursery it's up the there. Important cog in the NRL wheel. A lot of sports succeed up there, thrive even. Uh, the we Titans.
0: can give AFL a leg up. <laughs>
1: The Titans, as you said, had their first home win, I worked it out, in 469 days. So it's been a while since anyone has heard their theme song. So I thought I'd play it for everyone. Good. Here it is.
0: checks that song. Wow. Let's hope they don't win at home for a while. That song sucks. Sucks, but still better than Ordinary Girl. Um, no way, man. Roger Tuovasa-Shek returned to the Warriors after a one-week suspension and hit the ground running with a try in just the third minute. He went on to be the Warriors' best on ground, according to Full Group the Boys, Backyard Stats Lab, Steroid Muscles Mike, and his sensual brother, Love Muscle Russell, um, who he finished, finished with... Uh, Five tackles, that's right, five. Five tackles. 236 running metres. That's pretty good. 78 of those post-contact. A line break and nine tackle busts to go along with that try.
1: He had a couple of errors from what I remember, but yeah, he did some good stuff. But what about the Bunkers decision with the Jack Hetherington no try? What a disgrace. Jack
0: Hetherington, good pickup. Yeah. Jesus.
1: The Warriors forward is putting pressure on Titans halfback, John Fogarty. Mm. Fogarty loses the ball. And the stupid video ref, Ghislaine Maxwell, was at it again, <laughs> ruling that Hetherington took Fogarty out of play. An absolutely disgraceful decision. And on top of that, whilst we're talking about refs, the ref did not give one penalty. Not one penalty all game to the Titans. And That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. An amazing effort for them to win from there when you get absolutely nothing from the ref in 80 minutes.
0: Now, the Titans' halfback, Ash Taylor, stayed down after being tackled as he was kicking the ball in the second half. Uh, now, with thanks to um, Mark Gottlieb on Twitter, if you can follow him, at Mark, G-A-T-T-L-I-E-B. Um, the Fox Sports commentary went something like this. Uh, Blocker Roach, come on, son, you've got to get up after that, Corey Parker. If you're a Titans fan, you need Taylor to see if he can get up. And then Dr. Braithanasta Nasta chipped in. It didn't look that bad. It just really didn't look that bad. Ash Taylor was taken to the dressing room where he failed on HIA, Sid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Dr. Braithanasta Asta doubled down after the game saying, time is up for Ash Taylor with the Fox lead expert questioning if the Titans playmaker should even be selected for next week's game uh, against the Storm.
1: This might be controversial. I hate to agree with Dr. Anasta, but that knock did not look bad at all. I'm no neurologist. I studied boanthropy. Look that up when I went to medical school, but I agree with my learned something, colleague, something to do with Doctor so Anasta, on this. Ash Taylor appears to have some uh, mental issues not related to that hit that he copped on the field. He is a shadow of the player he once was.
0: The second game on Friday night, I'll oh, we'll move to Saturday. Um, saw the Rabbitohs, too strong for the West Tigers. 18, Didn't watch it. I think points to ten. And there was a domination from the Rabbitohs who put the queue in the rack after 60 minutes while they're up 18-0 before the Tigers typically prick-tease the fans <laughs> into thinking they could escape with a win with two tries and get within eight points. Uh, but that's where the hope ended, especially after the video ref awarded a no-try to Michael Cheekam with five to go. I would have given it. The win uh, might have come at some cost for the Bunnies with Liam Knight going down the warm-up with a suspected Achilles injury and a couple of high-profile players on report, which I'll get to in a minute.
1: Look, this was a tough game to watch as a Tigers supporter. And uh, look, I called Madge yesterday to give him a bollocking. The left-hand side defense of the Tigers consisted of Brooks, and rookie Hoffman in his first match. All next to each other. All three of them next to each other. And all three tries came from that side. Mm -hmm. Two tries before halftime. And we came out in the second half and did exactly the same thing to concede the third You give Hoffman his debut on the wing, even though he's a centre. You're playing out of position with no cover in defence. All three tries are scored down his side. I know we've got some players out at the moment. We've got Leilua and Jennings. So to replace the centres that are out with a centre would be a good idea. Putting Lawrence in the centres and Hoffman on the wing was a mistake from Madge. I've told him so, and I think he'll learn from that.
0: Uh, the game was a typically fiery clash, which erupted in the sixth minute when Josh Reynolds was placed on report for a stray kick, which collected the face of South Campbell Graham bullshit. instead of the footy, after a messy scream for a loose ball. Mitchell, that's Latrell Mitchell, apparently believing Reynolds had deliberately struck uh, Graham with his wayward boot, retaliated immediately and slammed Reynolds across the jaw with a swinging arm before throwing, throwing him to the turf. Both players are facing a three-game ban after Grade 2 charges but could accept two match suspensions with an early guilty plea. Which is what they've done. Mitchell was also fined $750 for a second hit later in the game for which he could uh, accept a $550 fine if he took an early guilty plea.
1: Oh, you'd appeal that, would <laughs>
0: Imagine poor old Latrell Mitchell deciding whether to take the $750. i am going in there. Uh, South also faced the prospect of losing uh, second star after Mark... Sorry, prop Mark Nichols was hit with a three-match ban for a crusher tackle that left Josh Alloyer clutching his neck in the second half. Nichols will likely accept the two-game ban for an early guilty plea.
1: Look, I love a bit of niggle, former, and this game had plenty of it. We hate the bunnies, and much like the spite in last week's game against the Panthers, we hate them too. But this passage of play that led to Reynolds going on report was an absolute joke. Campbell Graham is in an offside position when he goes to fall on the ball and Reynolds is entirely within his rights to attempt to kick that ball. The fact that he kicked Graham's face is both unfortunate and worthy of match review committee looking at it. But for Latrell to Mitchell to come in and blindside Reynolds with a swinging arm to his jaw is an absolute joke on the Fox coverage. They were saying that the would be in trouble for it over on nine, barely rated a mention the whole incident ended up being a penalty to the bunnies. But the fact of the matter is you cannot be the third man in at any time. That is the rule, let alone with a swinging arm to a bloke's jaw. That's not looking. It's an automatic sin bin at the very least. Anyone that says he was only retaliating is
0: Didn't an absolute
1: fucking idiot. And the judiciary are absolute fucking idiots. Cause they ruled he was just retaliating. What a precedent that sends. Um,
0: Look, is he a protected species?
1: Look, I'm all for punching on in retaliation for things. If that was the rule, but it's not the rule. It's been outlawed, or at least for some people. Some <laughs> players have a reputation and get punished, and some are protected species. This whole match gave me the shits. I went through three televisions. They're all <laughs> out the front now. Because much like the Titans game,
0: yeah, I had once. to order a clean
1: up. <laughs> Um, much like the Titans game, the ref did not give the Tigers anything. The first half, the Bunnies got three six-again calls to the Tigers nil. And our first penalty was after the halftime siren. It was an absolute joke of a match.
0: According to Fulker at the Boy's Backyard Stats Lab, Skin Suit Steve, and his smartly-dressed cousin, Leisure Suit Larry, much like Halley's Comet, Dominant games from Dane Gagai seemed to swing by every seven years or so. And wouldn't you know it? He saved one of those for Friday night against the Tigers. Gagai scored a hat trick of tries to go with nine tackles, 166 running meters, forty two post contact, four line breaks and four tackle busts.
1: Yeah, but look, I could have scored five tries down that side on Saturday. So it wasn't that good never.
0: Le Lua, Luciana Le Lua, he doesn't help either, I'm telling but he you. He was you. he was four
1: in outside of him with these three. Yeah, it a starts jack.
0: there. I'm telling you now, mate. Watch them.
1: <sighs> but look, I've spoken to Madge. Let's see if the Tigers can get back on track this week against the Broncos. Or let's see. The Broncos have got heaps of players out. It's baby Broncos again. Let's see if Tigers play the Broncos in a form.
0: Saturday in the first game at 5.30, saw the Sharks. Uh, well, they were pumped by the They Panthers, were pumped. 56 points to 24 this game was the worst game in the world to watch if you're one of two types of people, Sid. Yeah. Either you're one of those people who love defence and hate tries or if you're a Sharks fan. Yes. Now Penrith, the team who couldn't attack according to at Sid Punts, yep. or has scintillating attack, scintillating attack if you're Cooper Cronk, scored 10 tries in an absolute domination of the Sharks, a team that has troubled the Panthers in the past.
1: Mate, I copped an absolute pasting on Twitter after this game, and I simply do not understand why. Richly deserved, some would say. I don't understand this. I have been saying that Judas Cleary can't coach attack, and it's true. If you don't believe me, perhaps you will believe. Full credit to the boys' very own Andrew Johns, who I may point out is an immortal. (laughs) He had this to say on Wide World of Sports this week. He said, Trent Barrett does the attack, and the attack looks dynamite. So... Don't attack me, Panthers fans. Sure, they scored 56 points, but it's cause of Barrett. Judas can't coach attack. That's why he's got Barrett there. Thanks, Trent. They're going to have welcome. to. You're welcome, Panthers fans. and the Panthers are going to have to win the comp this year because when Barrett goes to the Bulldogs next year, you won't be able to attack again.
0: Uh, Few will forget the debut of uh, Panthers winger Charlie Sheen.
1: Oh, how good was Charlie Sheen? Who
0: scored four tries on debut, a feat not achieved since Jordan Atkins, who did it in 2008 for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I was at that game.
0: David Middleton, uh, the thinking man's uh, Andrew Ferguson, (laughs) uh, wrote on Twitter that it was pretty cool. Charlie Sheen scores a hat-trick on debut. The player he replaced, Dean Farré, also scored three on debut. Yeah, fascinating stat. Uh, now, according to Fulker, <laughs> the Boys Backyard Stats Lab, hard-punching Paul and his Byron Bay busking brother, cone-punching Pete. It wasn't just the four tries that caught their attention. Charlie Sheen finished with uh, 10 tackles, a try assist, 146 running metres, 18 pace contact, four line breaks and four tackle busts.
1: They are good stats. It was a fantastic debut for Charlie Sheen. And much like his namesake, he was pretty. he was really positive for the Panthers. Four <laughs> tries... <laughs> Riddle. Four, four tries on debut, a great performance all round. He's a real carrier of the <laughs> ball. It was a it was a great performance all round from the attacking Panthers that sees them sit in second place on the ladder, second best attacking record in the comp. I might point out for Trent, a
0: young squad
1: filled with local juniors. They are a team that could give this comp a real shake this year. I'm on the Panthers bandwagon. Have been for months.
0: (laughs) In a lopsided scoreline, you won't be surprised to hear how lopsided almost every stat in this game was. Panthers had 60% possession, forced the Sharks to make 50 more tackles for the afternoon. They missed eight less tackles than the Sharks and made a few less errors. Now, the Sharks had a torrid afternoon, Torrid afternoon. No matter how you look at it, they lost prop Andrew Fafita, who came off off the bench. Don't forget, with a hamstring injury in the first half. Nene McDonald, real good pickup, was called up for the good Sharks. Bloke. Good bloke, good great bloke. Uh, called up for his Sharks debut, but it wasn't the best start when he lost the ball on his first carry near the Canella try. Oh, he'll line. fit in well at Cronulla. And Penrith centre Brent Naden scored in the, in the ensuing set. He also dropped the ball close to the line, but in good news, scored his first try for the Sharks in the final 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, the Sharks were woeful in this one, but um, all you Sharky fans, don't put your scarves away just yet. I looked at the draw with you yesterday, actually. We were chatting about this, and the Sharkies... It's pretty handy. <laughs> There's still a big chance of making the eight this year. The shortened season will mean that you may not have to have a winning percentage to make the eight, and I think the Sharkies... Can squeak in. They won't yeah. deserve it, but they could make it. It is a,
0: like, all jokes aside, it's a pretty soft draw.
1: Yeah. We They've... went through a few teams and thought, geez.
0: Yeah. We'll they're get to, hanging in we'll, there. We'll get to another one of those in a moment. Even
1: though they got pumped,
0: pretty they're sure still you're, in that. Pretty sure you'll be surprised who we think might also make yeah. the back end of the eight. Uh, the Broncos. That's not them. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> not you, Broncos. <laughs> not you, Broncos.
0: <laughs> Sit down. Um, they were too good for the Bulldogs. Not in, you, are the Bulldogs? No. Going <laughs> you, down, you oh, guys sorry, are right. they beat the Dogs 26 points to 8. The Broncos had their first win since March 20 in a five tries to two um, dead set bludger of a game <laughs> It was. A, Against fellow cellar dwellers, the Bulldogs. It's hard to find too many positives for either team, to be fair. The Broncos committed as many errors, errors as the Dogs and took a long time to ice this game against a team that has won one game all year. Both teams looked tentative with the ball and made some fundamental errors, particularly the dogs who had, a, who had the ball a few times in the Broncos red zone only to murder opportunities with poor choices or bad handling. Talking about you, Aidan Tomlin. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've got more to say about him. <laughs> I'm not sure,
0: despite the win, the Broncos fans can declare that they are back and we'll know a lot more about them in the next month as they face the Tigers, the Storm, the Sharks and the Bunnies.
1: Yeah, their test will come this week for the Broncos against the Tigers who could play them back into form. We're good at that. But I think...
0: <laughs> just don't attack our left side. If you I can... Think, <laughs> stick please, go, go
1: over Nofaluma's side <laughs> that was bad. Oh, it's so much better than the other side now. Um, I think this win is just papering over the cracks for Brisbane. They're paying their coach a massive amount of cash on a long contract. But Seabom stated this week that the Broncos would just coach themselves this round. <laughs> I don't know why they're paying him if he's leaving the lunatics in charge of the asylum. But uh, somehow it worked. They snapped a six-match losing streak in a coaching masterstroke or a non-coaching masterstroke. I'm so <laughs> confused about what's going on at the Broncos at the moment. As I
0: said to you during the week, uh, it's always easy when a team's going bad to get rid of the coach. A bit harder when there's 17 yeah. coaches. <laughs> Well played, Anthony Seibold. Well, well done.
1: Clever. He uh, learned that at uh, uni over in America.
0: A definite highlight for the Broncos fan was the unbelievable form of Tevita Pangoy Jr., who was impossible to contain for the Bulldogs team. Pangai scored the first try of the game and his six offloads gave the Broncos second phase play, which killed the Dogs' defense. He also set up a try as four Bulldogs dragged him into touch. Somehow he popped the ball out the back for Jermaine Osako to score a try. Jr. finished with 14 runs. Um, he made... 112 metres out of those 14 runs. He made 23 tackles, a try assist, as I said, um, and th- three tackle busts? Sure, let's go with three. Mate, I'm telling you now, it, it was almost boys versus men. Well, it point. was. I could not tackle him.
1: He was enormous in this game, Pangai Jr. No, he was
0: the same size as last week.
1: His, uh, his first try came from a great try assist from opposition player Tolman, who just dropped the ball cold and gifted him a try. And that is the story for the Doggies. Too many errors, not enough effort at times, I thought, in this one. Their attack is non threatening. Hopefully, they get a good attacking coach like Panthers, Trent Barrett there. <laughs> now Dean Pay has gone. And hopefully, then the Doggies can turn this around.
0: One highlight for Dogs fans was the debut of new recruit, Englishman Luke Thompson. He entered into a, a game-long war with Bronco Tevito Pangai Jr. What as he, an idiot! <laughs> as he tried to make a statement to his new teammates and the rest of the league. In the end, the lock forward played 60 minutes, making 89 metres in those 60 minutes and making 36 tackles, uh, showing that the raps on him from England may well ring true. Uh, uh, Thompson, who left England for Australia because he wanted to play in the Dean pay, must be wrapped <laughs> with the, the one week that he got to experience it. <laughs> yeah, he
1: looks like a tough footy player, typical Englishman. They just need to get some uh, signings at the dogs. Uh, we will hear about this $3 million war chest non stop for the rest of the season. They will be linked to every player that is off contract or Still on contract, but managed by Isaac Moses. But hopefully now—that's well, what
0: Luke Thompson needs to do. He needs to get managed by Isaac Moses. Mate,
1: now he's here and he's played one game. He should sack his pommy manager and hook up with Isaac. Uh, but hopefully now, Dean Pay is gone. The doggies can turn it around somewhat. Mm. Who knows?
0: Mm. Sure. Um, I've looked at their list, mate. <laughs> Mate, Jesus Christ could coach them. But it's not going to help. Them, I'm telling you now.
1: <laughs> but maybe they'll buy some players now.
0: The third game on Saturday saw the Storm somehow beat the Raiders, who somehow got that close, 20 points to 14. 14. In, a world, in the world of bad nights, the Raiders had a night that will go down in the record books as one of the shittest nights in history.
1: Absolutely. In a
0: game where almost everything that could go wrong did. They lost their representative hooker in Josh Hodgson, uh, likely for the year. They had a bloke thrown in the sin bin, which was a dubious decision at best. Um, the Storm scored while they had Torbin on the ground. They somehow murdered a try and gave away nine penalties to the Storm's five. And, and amongst all of that, they were in the game all the way to the final minute.
1: Yeah, it was a horrible night for the Raiders. They conceded the first try when Kotrick tried to bat the ball over the dead ball line. It was only 20 centimetres away, but he could only manage to push that ball eight centimetres. Mm-hmm. And the Storm pounced with Brenko Lee opening the scoring. Croker was held up over the line. Simonson's binning was absolute bullshit. The bunker mm-hmm. strikes again. That whole drama around Jack's being injured when the Storm had a dropout... What the hell was going on there? That should have been a penalty to the Raiders. The storm absolutely milked that for all it was worth. Then the dropout went into touch. Typical. Mate. Whitehead dropped the ball over the line. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Raiders in this game. Some of the refereeing in this game. That was diabolical! Ricky, I think, was due a blow up in the press conference, (laughs) but he actually held back. Um, I wouldn't have.
2: Here's what he had to say. Well, you came into the year up there with the Premiership favourites, but a lot of people will be <coughs> writing you guys off now with your injuries, especially if
3: no, Josh is a, out. I don't give a shit what other what people a, think.
2: What do you say to the
1: boys if they get their heads down? I mean, you've got every faith, I No, mean, We mate? won't get our
2: heads down, I promise you. After that effort tonight, with losing out one of our key players, um,
1: <clears throat> now, if we lost every other game of the season, and I had the same effort that we had tonight. I'm a happy, coach. That's all I ask. And just keep turning up and give me that effort tonight. I thought we attacked very, very well tonight. I thought, uh, and again, I've got to watch it again, but I thought some of our attack tonight in very slippery conditions was quite, um, quite a threat. But defensively,
3: we, we'll, we'll, that was our best defensive effort all year. And as I say, it got to three tries each. And they scored a try when we had 12 men on the field, and we shouldn't have been 12 men on the field.
1: On that right wing where he was actually off the field. Shouldn't have happened. That's that bit of luck. That's wrong calls from people in positions that are making wrong calls. I think it goes against us. I think he handled that quite well.
0: I notice he's still got that little bonk cough, too. But... <clears throat> yeah, he does. <clears throat> or is it Rona? Uh...
1: <clears throat> it's full of that. But uh, yeah, what? he might have the Rona. They stop at Crossroads <laughs> on had their way five, home he's
0: had it five years. on the bus.
1: <laughs> they stop at Kashula Makas for uh, Sundays often. But uh, I thought that was quite measured from Ricky. He uh I don't believe him when he says if we lose every other game for the whole season and we put in that kind of effort, I'd be happy. I don't (laughs) think that's true. That's not true.
0: (laughs) Cameron Smith, the much maligned hooker and leader of the storm, made history as the first player to record 300 wins in the NRL. Good for him. He celebrated the stat with a brand new ring for his wife and two very rare knock-ons in an otherwise typical Cameron Smith kind of game, making over 30 tackles, running for 40 metres, and generally steering his team to a win against some brave and determined opposition.
1: Yeah, look, the Storm, they're not at their best, though. They weren't in this one. No, they weren't. They got all the calls in their favour. Surprise, surprise. They're not the all-powerful Storm we've seen in years gone by, but at the moment, they are winning the tight ones. They did it against the odds against the Roosters last week, and they did it again this week against the hapless Raiders. Ryan Giorgio scored a great try mm. and is Didn't sporting a fantastic mullet. I love it. What about that? I love it. Yeah, they jagged this one, the Storm.
0: Uh, it's tough times for the Raiders with a list of serious injuries to star players that would have Ricky Stewart drinking in the dark and listening to Johnny Cash. Now, according to the NRL physio on Twitter, the list is long and significant. Corey Horsbrah. Horsbrah. Uh, he has a leg injury for three to four months. Sia Soliola has a facial fracture. He'll be out for four months. Emre Gula uh, has a broken ankle. He'll be out for two months. Josh Hodgson, probably an ACL for six to nine. And Bailey Simonson... Uh, well, that was a, a shoulder injury that will see him out for the rest of the year as well.
1: Yeah, both Hodgson and Simonson are out for the season after this match. Horse brah! He's gone. Soliola, The poor old Raiders, they cannot take a trick at the moment. It was pointed out on Fox, I think, yesterday, the day before. Eight out of their 17 that played in last year's grand final aren't there anymore, either through injury
0: or have mention, been moved on. I forgot to mention Bateman in that too.
1: Yeah, they're just hanging in there at the moment. It's touch and go for them.
0: Uh, the first game on Sunday saw the Eels too good for the Knights, 10 points to 4. There's an old saying in boxing, Sid, yeah. styles make fights. And although this game was expected to be a bit of an exciting matchup.
1: I was looking forward to it. Uh,
0: whatever reason, it was all a bit of a fizzer as both teams looked scrappy and error-prone. Now, Parramatta uh, showed that winning is a winning is a habit proving too strong for a gritty Knights in a scrappy, low-scoring affair at McDonald's Nugget Stadium. Uh, The win was secure with a Sivo try in the 65th minute to put the Eels on top of the premiership ladder and seize the Knights drop out of the top four.
1: Yeah, look, I think you're right. It had all the hallmarks of a great contest, but was a bit of a fizzer. But much like the Storm, a winning ugly, the Parramatta Eels just keep on rolling on. The knights had their chances early. Bradman Best, or as Doctor Anasta calls him, Colin Best, <laughs> went close.
0: Is so, that right? yeah,
1: yeah, oh, my <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> it was a great ball from Colin Best. Everyone's like, "Hey, <laughs> was, off your head. I want
0: like to see what he's paid a the year. Play. <laughs> I know. unbelievable!
1: Um, Moga dropped the ball over the line, uh, but it was up to Dum Dum Ryan Madison to open <laughs> the scoring through some great lead-up work from Paulo. That was hit the hit the line, took out a whole bunch of defenders and passed it to dum-dum uh, and in a low scoring affair the eels they just keep on keeping on they're looking the
0: goods well, the knights were every chance they were tackled 39 times inside the eels 20 meters they can't attack but in that time made 13 errors and lacked the attacking polish we've come to expect from players like mitchell pierce and the strawberry thick shake man Kalen ponga The closest Kalen Ponga came to asserting himself in the game was when a somersaulting Tex Hoy, that's right, Tex Hoy, grounded a Kalen Ponga kick just inside the dead ball line with just four minutes left on the clock. Looked like being a bit of a match winner, but replay showed the 19 year old was ahead of the kicker when he grubbed into the end goal.
1: Clearly, he was clearly offside.
0: Coach Adam O'Brien was critical of his team's inability to score points from good opportunities after the game. He said, We had enough ball down there to win a couple of games, and we just couldn't ice our opportunities.
1: Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter were critical of Mitchell Pearce after this game, pinning the blame on him for the poor attack from the Knights. Like you said, they had plenty of chances, plenty of ball, plenty of field position, but a lot of uh, Newcastle fans were blowing up after this game that Pearce and Ponga were not good enough and not creating enough chances when they had that field position. To come away with only try, only one try in 80 minutes, and that was a barge over from McCulloch. Mm. It was a pretty poor p- performance
0: from uh, the Knights. Still a good signing, McCulloch, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the Eels were hardly a pitcher of rugby league brilliance either, Sid. 14 errors, five penalties conceded, and plenty more uh, re- set restarts given away, yet the Eels maintained their unbeaten run. It was a long way from some of their dynamic wins over the past few weeks but it might be a real illustration of the improvement in the club from last year. 12 months ago, if they played as ordinary ordinary as they did on Sunday, they probably would have been beaten by 12 or 14 points.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. They continue on their winning ways, the Parramatta Eels, even without my mate and superstar, Mitch Moses.
0: (laughs) The final game of the round um, saw the Dragons far too good as exclusively predicted by at former underscore legend. Didn't I rubbish you last week? You picked it. 34 points to four. Once regarded as wooden spoon favourites, the Dragons rocketed up to get this 11th on the table with a spanking of the Manly Seagulls, finishing with six tries to one demolition. Joel Thompson, tross, uh, full credit of the boys' very own, crossed the line in the eighth minute of the game for the Seagulls. But that was all she wrote for the Northern Beaches team as the Red V piled on the points, scoring 16 points in the final eight minutes of the game.
1: Yeah, full credit to the boys' very own. Joel Thompson opened the scoring, and I thought your decision to take the Dragons was a mistake as they raced out to a 4-0 lead, the Eagles. Um, But that was the end of it.
0: That's it. That was
1: it. They stopped scoring from the ninth minute for the rest of the game, and the Dragons absolutely steamrolled
0: them. Now, not since 2010 have Manly lost three on the trot under the coaching of Des Hasler, but the absence of their gun fullback Tom Trbojevic is there for everyone to see as they struggle to find points. The added uh, absence of Pink Ribbon Ambassador Dylan Walker <laughs> and the Disability Services spokesman Aiden <laughs> Philip Vanua Blake further contribute to a lack of punch in the Manly attack.
1: Yeah, not only are the Eagles down on troops, they're missing some really good blokes there at the moment. <laughs> Uh, lucky Desi has such luscious locks because uh, a lesser light would be losing his hair there at the moment. The uh, Manly side lose three in a row. They're hammered with injuries, and they just lost to a team that nobody wants to lose to. A bad day for the Eagles. But what a fantastic day it was for this fella. Rovaloa <laughs> Mm.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> she
1: he ran for 100 metres, smashed people in defence. He had a line break, two tackle busts and a try in a great performance from the big man. We're
0: well, talking about uh, Dragons players who shone on uh, late Sunday afternoon. Yes. Zach Lomax and uh, this bloke... The Duff Man Matt Dufty have felt the wrath of uh, Supercoach Mary McGregor in the past year yes. with both young players put on notice by the Supercoach. however, both players have turned things around dufty's. Oh, yeah. Recent red-hot form continued in this one as he finished with 192 metres. Send me those. Uh, came from a f- scintillating first-half try against the run of play. While Lomax set up two tries, scored one of his own, as well as kicking six from seven from the afternoon.
1: Yeah, well, both players didn't seem wanted by Super Coach Mary McGregor at different times this year. But due to the introduction of the 33 Masons at the Cogra Lodge, now picking the St George team each week, both players are getting a start. And making a difference, Lomax had a great game and oh, yeah. continued his good form of late in a dominant performance from the Mighty Dragons, who unbelievably, here's another one, looking at their draw, Mate, could we, sneak into the eight at, at the end of this crazy season. We had a,
0: a deep look they at this. They won't deserve it. We deep, <laughs> they could make it. We had a deep look at this last night. Now... Call us insane. If you go through their games, the games that they should win, and I know this is the Dragons, so there's no game they actually should win. That's correct. And then you give them two out of five that they probably could but mightn't.
1: We were being quite conservative. Yep.
0: They'll make the eight. Yeah. Get your tats out.
1: What a shit semi-final series it'll be with some of these low teams in there. Weak
0: bottom four of the eight, I'll tell you. Well, given this is a fast-moving and fast-changing story, uh, the Rona in Sydney, uh, the Australian Rugby League Commission met today and agreed that all clubs operating outside of Queensland must revert to the original Apollo... uh, It's Operation Apollo. Operation Apollo. Biosecurity protocols. Wayne Pearce is in charge yet again. Players and staff within team bubbles will not be allowed to attend venues, including cafes, restaurants, pubs, beaches and golf courses to avoid community contact during the current spike in COVID-19 cases. Thanks, Victoria. Restrictions on home visitors will also return. No Um, TikTok
1: videos.
0: Clubs. (laughs) Oh, Nathan, oh no.
1: Come on, Nath.
0: Clubs based in Queensland will remain under current protocols. They're fine. Uh, Ned Verlandis said the commission had taken de- decisive action Due to the rapidly changing COVID-19 landscape, we won't take any risks with our players and the community. Well, our decisions are based on the data we've had said from the start. If the data changes, then we will change and be proactive and take the necessary action required. We're enforcing the original protocols to ensure our players are not mixing with the, mixing with the general community. We are Not doing, mixing
1: with the Mexicans.
0: <laughs> we are doing... That was the problem in the first place. <laughs> We're doing everything we can to keep the playing group healthy during this period.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, for all the criticism of Push Ahead Pete, he has all these plans in place. He's gone in with a plan from the very start, unlike the AFL. uh, We'll get to them in a minute. We'll be fine. The NRL will be fine.
0: The biggest story besides that one is uh, the Bulldogs have confirmed that Dean Paye's tenure as head coach is over after he met with the players at their Belmore headquarters on Tuesday morning, this morning, to reveal he was quitting The crisis hit club, a heavy defeat to the Broncos. I wouldn't say heavy. Uh, On Saturday, left the Dogs mired in last place on the NRL ladder through nine rounds, and Pay decided his time was up after he felt hung out to dry by the club. He once helped to a premiership as a player. Pay met with the players on Tuesday morning at the club's at Belmore headquarters to confirm the news. He had quit after it merged. The club was already on the lookout for his successor. The Bulldogs confirmed the news in a statement, adding that Steve, George- Steve Georgialis will take over as interim head coach for the time being.
1: Yeah, this has only just been added to the running sheet. You've mm. been following this all morning. I was not aware of this or aware of what you told me before that Dean Pay, you said he'll. Would- probably make a good assistant coach somewhere and he i will. asked you whether he would stay on <laughs> no at the bulldogs way. in that role but no he's given him a bit of a spray apparently
0: yeah i think the word toxic was thrown around yeah um peter or ned Flanders has uh responded to the news that the afl uh won a hot well possibly before all this covid stuff happened in the last sort of uh 48 56 hours uh wanted to host their uh, grand final up in Sydney at, yeah, SC, they were gonna, uh, sorry, at the Olympic Ground
1: No, they were going to host it at Casula
0: Oh, Casula yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's out
1: the window. Geez, they make some dumb oh, decisions, geez, the AFL.
0: Their season's at crossroads. You're welcome, Normie. <laughs> uh, oh, Normie. Uh, and this is the quote that came out of uh, Ned Fernandes. Hit me. Naturally, they'd want to bring it to the best city in the world. I don't begrudge them of that and they may want to spend some time at the Opera House and the Sydney Harbour rather than some of their landmarks.
1: Not after I've heard that review of the uh, Opera House. It's just brown concrete.
0: I welcome it. It's the best city in the world, world, and we should have a few second-rate events. That's no problem.
1: It'll be a great opener for the NRL Grand Final. Oh, imagine that. Yeah.
0: Um, Or even just some halftime entertainment. (laughs) Um, Penrith Teenagers. The quarters don't go that long anymore. No. Not many goals. Well, what just about just chuck that? it on at half-time. Penrith teenager Charlie, uh, the man they call Come Stains, um, scored four tries yesterday in his debut for the in the NRL on Saturday, but he's been stood down after breaching the coronavirus protocols. The Penrith Panthers announced on Monday that the 19-year-old hosted 10 people at his residence on Saturday night after hours after his sensational debut against Cronulla. Visitors included his parents, his sister, the parents of his partner and four friends. Uh, current NRL biosecurity protocols stipulate players can host up to 10 visitors at their place of residence. However, they must be in groups of no more than five.
1: Yeah, what a technicality they've got the poor young lad, yeah. Charlie Sheen on.
0: Well, that's right. Um, so he's allowed to have 10. The man they call cum, stains <laughs> also then also had to go to hospital at 2.30 a.m., as he suffered lockjaw, which the club said he had battled previously. Um,
1: <laughs> very strange.
0: Very strange. Yeah. yeah. The only time I've ever seen lockjaw is I had a um, a bull terrier who'd bite the washing on the line and get lockjaw. I'd never seen it on a bloke, but anyway, whatever.
1: Raythan um, Astor has said that uh, Dan Staines often has lockjaw. <laughs> He's so confused, that fella.
0: Earlier, Canterbury had been forced to stand down our young centre, Jake, Avarillo, amid a coronavirus scare, the rookie bulldog had been caught up in a COVID-19 outbreak which centres around the Crossroads Hotel in Western Sydney. He told the club his family had dinner at the pub on July 3. On Monday, health officials revealed 13 new coronavirus cases in Sydney can be traced back to the hotel and hundreds more are being tested. I mean, if you go to the Crossroads Hotel and just get away there with just COVID... You're probably in front, mate. You're you're definitely in front. That's a win. If you've still got your phone, your wallet, and just COVID,
1: your dignity. You're in front. You're all right. No STIs. That's right. Um, <laughs> no lockjaw. No, definitely <laughs> no lockjaw. You're doing okay.
0: On Sunday, Eels debutant Stefano. How do you say that?
1: Uh huh. Stefano is pretty accurate. Certainly
0: wouldn't be getting Aaron Mould coming to say that one. Uh. Uh-uh. You took You took. Kamanu?
1: Sure, let's go with that. He's um, the West Tigers signing that Parramatta will not release.
0: Accidentally breached protocols when he hugged and socialised with players, uh, members of the crowd after Parramatta beat Newcastle. The Eels are waiting to receive tests. I believe they've just received those tests as we went to air, and they've all come back negative from the crowd members. Uh, so he's right to rejoin the squad.
1: Yeah, that's a non-event, but... Uh... This is why they won't release him to the Tigers because he is a valued member of that team. Mm. On debut, he played seven seconds. (laughs) He came on in the 80th minute. How'd he go? He, He had one hit up.
0: Oh, yeah. that's all right, seven seconds. And
1: then went and hugged if, everyone, if trying... to.
0: figure out on average, if he had to play for 80 minutes... Exactly, he hit up two, people good.
1: are extrapolating it out, and he's going to be a gun. But good on him, he's filthy that he has to stay at Parramatta, so he thought, I'm going to go hug these people. Hopefully they're infected, <laughs> and let's ruin Parramatta's season. I'm going to the Tigers.
0: Interim Warriors coach uh, Todd Payton revealed... Rodney,
1: Rodney Payton. Sorry,
0: Rodney Payton revealed that Far Ken Mamolo... Uh, David Fusatua and Ignatius Parsi were set to return to New Zealand after the clash with Cronulla this week. They have been not been able to get their respective families across the Tasman due to COVID-19 travel restrictions after the squad had relocated to Australia in May. Peyton said the trio had the club's blessing to head home on compassionate grounds. I think the lads as a group have got their head around the fact that they're going home, um, Peyton said in his pre-match interview with Fox. With everything going on in Victoria, and now New South Wales, it looks more and more certain that we're staying. There's a few guys who have expressed that they need to go home for family reasons, which is totally understandable, and we've given them a promise that they can that can happen after the Cronulla game.
1: Yeah, we've covered off on this week after week. It is a tough situation for the Warriors, the Tamworth Warriors. Mm. Where are they now? Twelfth?
0: Um, oh, Terrigal.
1: Terrigal Warriors. It is tough. You don't sign up to uh, be away from your family all year no. playing rugby league. But, yeah, is this actually going to go ahead? Is is this official? What's that? that? after the Cronulla game, yeah, they're just like going to shake yep. their
0: hand or bump their elbows and then see them on their way? Meanwhile, veteran forward Adam Blair has been reportedly asked to join the player exodus at the Warriors following the sack of, sacking of Stephen Kearney. The Warriors had a friendly conversation with Adam Blair Um,
1: (laughs) a friendly conversation eh? 900%
0: footy have reported last night he has no option in his favour next year, sorry he has an option in his favour next year but I think the club would be quite receptive to any decision by Adam Blair to retire at the end of the season or at least move on
1: interesting, what would you do if you've got an option in your favour I like Seabold does.
0: Happy to cut oranges if that's what it means. Yep. Still pick, pick yeah, I'm not like
1: going anywhere, you suckers. Who else is going to pick up Adam Blair at this point in his career? No one. Maybe the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Broncos skipper Alex Glenn has revealed that Anthony Seabold had handed the reins over to players in preparation <laughs> for their must-win clash with the Bulldogs. This is fantastic. Channel 7's Chris Gary revealed that the Bulldogs, oh, sorry, the Broncos players, may as well have been the Bulldogs players, had taken control of the team in a bizarre strategy endorsed by Seabold. Of
1: course it was endorsed by Seabold.
0: The relaxed approach. This was his plan. The relaxed approach this week involved a, gold, sorry, a golf day on Monday and an optional captain's run on Friday, just optional, where players could work on individual areas of the game if they chose to. <laughs> it appears as though Seabold had backed himself in a corner by giving the players more ownership over the side's preparation, despite him saying after the game that this was his plan since he arrived at the Broncos. Uh, given the Broncos won under the strategy, uh, what does that say about Seabold's coaching over yes. the last six weeks? Yep. Um, well, if
1: it was his plan... Then well, it's work right. to treat. Well, yeah, but... He's a genius. You're an idiot. Alex, He's a genius. Alex
0: Glenn should be coach. Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. If, I'm seriously confused at what's going on at the Broncos. Well,
0: the only, only more confusing thing is if Anthony Seabold was named at lock. Do you um, reckon
1: Anthony Seabold is like, you know what? You want to take over? Go take over.
0: <laughs> Shut up. Go on then. <laughs> and they've won. And if you lose, sucked in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they won. Uh, yeah, That was this was my plan. What a mess. As you said, if they had lost, then Seabold's leadership would have been called into question. But either way, it's not a great endorsement for Seabold's coaching credentials. No. Uh, So it'll be an interesting path how they head from here on in. Yeah. The Sydney Morning Herald, in conjunction with NRL.com, conducted a poll of 150 current players from across all 16 clubs. Yeah, I've not not seen this. The past fortnight. Now, they're leaking it bit by bit. It's very controversial every year. Well, the Herald gave some of the results uh, ahead of time with Trent Robinson leapfrogging, leapfrogging two greats in Bellamy and Wayne Bennett to sit atop the leaderboard as the game's best coach, according to these 150 players.
1: Well, that's outrageous. He's Me- only won
0: three comps and two in a row. Meanwhile, when asked if players had to leave their current club, which club would be their first choice to move to? Now, Bulldogs. Despite their <laughs> dire predicament. Titans. The attraction of a $3 million war chest Seen Everyone want to go to the Bulldogs. Yes. No, despite, no, that's not true. Despite their dire pred, uh, predicament, the attraction for the Broncos remains strong with 17% of players saying they would be happy to go to Brisbane ahead of the Storm, Knights and Seagulls. However, yeah, it's the,
1: optional. Captain's run and everything up there. It's
0: great. Coach yourself. Golf days on Mondays. It's um, fun. However, the Roosters were still a clear number one Finishing with 23 percent of the vote.
1: Tigers second.
0: the other thing I not know they weren't the top five. Yeah. Um, who is the, the best halfback in the comp in this poll? Luke Brooks. Mitch Pierce, 27 percent. interesting. Mustn't have seen last weekend. No. Nathan Cleary, 20 can't, can't attack 22 percent. Daly Cherry Evans, 22%. value for money. Mitch Moses, 13 percent. Yeah, he's but the one. Gets the, get this three percent said Ben Hunt.
1: out of how many? I wonder if just Ben Hunt voting for himself so got 3%.
0: 150 means, at 3%, means one and a half people voted for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Figure that out. Yeah. the For the heavyweight championship of the world.
4: This is a famous victory. to me,
0: Sports News. <laughs> AFL. And the hashtag, talk other games down. Uh, Richmond beat the Swans in a spectacular adver- advertisement for AFL. Four goals, 10 misses, 34 points, to three goals, eight misses, 26 points. What a spectacle. No, that wasn't after one quarter. That was after four quarters. A 34 points to 26. Wow. Meanwhile, the GWS Capsock Giants went down to the Port Adelaide Coshies by three goals.
1: Yeah, it was a horrible weekend for the Sydney teams. I didn't watch it. I uh, booked a council clean-up and tidied up around the house and threw out my three TVs and an iPad <laughs> that I smashed after watching the Tigers debacle. Yeah, what a spectacle the AFL is nowadays.
0: AFL. Uh, hashtag. More
1: t- AFL news. Yeah, go on.
0: Talk other games down. AFL clubs could yet again be on the move as the competition looks (laughs) to stay ahead of the rising COVID-19 curve in New South Wales. With the competition already leaving Victoria before the state implemented a full lockdown of Melbourne, of Metropolitan Melbourne, New South Wales numbers are causing some concern for the AFL. The state had 14 cases on Monday and with that figure all but certain to grow on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. According to veteran AFL journalist Caroline Wilson, the AFL is preparing to move Sydney... And the GWS out of the state, which will also throw the state's bid to host the AFL Grand Final into chaos. Football is now really concerned about the numbers, really concerned about those numbers and what could happen. We've seen Gillam McLaughlin and his team stay ahead of the curve, Wilson said on Channel 9's Footy Classifieds.
1: Oh yeah, they've been really uh, staying ahead of the curve. They've they've got plans just (laughs) everywhere.
0: They're going to have a shutdown for sure, the AFL. Running races, hashtag talk other games down. Uh, Noah Lyles of the US was denied a 200-metre world record in the Inspiration Games, (laughs) despite the fact... That's the one you want former. Despite the fact that he betted Jamaican great Usain Bolt's 19.19 seconds uh, from 2009. Lyles ran the 200 metres in 18.9 seconds. Yes. Uh, And just before the champagne started to flow, his time was challenged before, embarrassingly, Organised, organisers discovered the American had only run 185 metres. That's still pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty fast. How fast it get? How fast does it take to run another 15 metres? Yeah, you, like you round it up. It's Lyles close. set the time racing alone against competitors simultaneously sprinting on tracks all around Europe. Uh, world champion Lyles later what? tweeted: "What they did it like via Zoom or something? Yeah, it was a Zoom. Meeting. Wow." <laughs> Yeah, someone's mum walked in the nude past (laughs) him in the background. Someone stopped to take a dump. Um, You can't be... uh, The world champion, Lyles, later tweeted, you can't be playing with my emotions like this. Got me in the wrong lane, goddammit. Uh, He later tweeted again to say he'd in fact started on the wrong line. Oh, no. The farcical ending to one of the event's headline races will be a major embarrassment to organisers of the Inspiration Games, which sees 30 track and field athletes compete across eight disciplines in an innovative team event spanning seven stadiums and three continents.
1: Yeah, unfortunately for Noah, he's pretty quick, but uh, his readjusted time sees him third fastest over 200 metres behind Usain Bolt and Britney Spears. (laughs) Still pretty quick, though.
0: UFC, Australian UFC star Robert Whittaker will be without his manager when he travels to... Fight Island in Abu Dhabi to compete later this month.
1: Is his manager Isaac Moses? No, his oh. manager
0: is Titus Day, who was barred from leaving the country while facing a raft of police charges. Day, 47, was arrested last week over 61 charges of dishonestly obtaining financial advantage by deception after allegedly stealing $1.15 million of pop singer Guy Sebastian's earnings. Wow. Wow. Day had been Sebastian's manager but for a bit of uh, public falling out with a federal court case ongoing between the duo, duo over claims they owe each other hundreds of thousands of dollars. 1.15, and it took uh, Guy Sebastian five years to realise that he was missing 1.15. How yeah. much does Guy Sebastian make? Oh, I know. I saw the-
1: him at the studio once. He turned up in this schmick car with his whole entourage. We're like, wow, who's this dude? And out he pops. And we're like, all right, let's get out of the car. I mean, mate, so like, you're going to have to get out and walk around and open my door because it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tale of two bands right there. But I've just parted ways with my manager. He must have been stealing my money too, former, because I only earned $17 last year from gigs. <laughs> That's over. It's outrageous. Go to Man. You having a function or an event are you part of a sporting or community group do you have a birthday anniversary bucks or hens night coming up mayor inc can supply any custom product you can imagine custom made t-shirts aprons stubby holders cushions shopping bags hoodies tote bags vinyl stickers and decals or put your business logo on a range of workwear go to mayorinc.com.au whatever the purpose Mare Inc. has you covered.
0: Well, Sid, the fans asked and we delivered. If journos were labelled like football players, our next guest would be considered a handy journeyman (laughs) who who has worked up and down the east coast of Australia. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Tuxie81 or search the hashtag Thinking Woman's Danny Widler. <laughs> Welcome to Full Career the Boys, Mr. John Tuxworth. Hey, how are you going, guys? Mate, thanks for joining us. We'll start with the obvious question. What is a Tuxworth these days? <laughs> Good question. I get asked that <laughs> an awful lot. Um,
3: I would say, oh, I don't know, $200? bucks <laughs> i am a Lowe's man. It would be about 160 I reckon.
0: Don't underestimate that yourself.
3: That's can afford. Uh, that's 200 bucks maximum,
0: pretty much. <laughs> Mate, so you, you're a noted Raiders fan who bleeds green mainly all over Twitter. Um, <laughs> since Saturday, how much have you drunk?
3: <laughs> I've, just come, I've just come out of a coma, actually. We're waking up <laughs> in a park, and um, the cops are asking me what I'm doing. So I'm, um, It's a little bit embarrassing, to be honest, but I've done a, done a steel side bottom in the <laughs> AFL. It was um, absolutely horrible on Saturday night, wasn't it? It was uh, possibly more frustrating than the, the grand finalists. So it was just one thing after another. Yeah,
4: it was. It was. And, and, and I, I thought it was
3: all over when Elliot... Whitehead scored, well, and then they just yeah. it, and that was it. Uh, my TV was pretty lucky to survive after that. <laughs> they but anyway, uh, you move on to the next week.
0: They they stuck in, but, mate, that was the thing. They weren't – for all the shit that went bad for them on, on Saturday mm. night, they near won.
3: Absolutely, yeah. They could have easily won that game if a few things went their way. That Fairley Simon, for mine, was an absolute stinker. I still cannot understand how a player – if someone who's played the game, Ben Galea, can work out that that's a professional foul. It's not, it wasn't even a penalty.
4: Exactly.
3: And, uh, and they go to the straight after that. But, yeah, as, as a Raiders fan, I, I mean, out I, of the camera Times, when I was there a few years ago, they weren't running for the defence and they were probably a bit fragile. But the um, uh, last couple of years, they've, they've certainly um, built into one of the toughest teams in the comp. And, you know, teams have to, teams have to beat them, no matter who they put out on the field.
1: Now, surely, despite the crippling injury list, the tough draw... And I don't need to remind you, the 26 years of not winning a premiership, <laughs> surely that just means we all get that angry,
3: irrational Ricky Stewart back that we all know and love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, was, I was probably at the Canberra Twins for peak Ricky, I reckon, when he was uh, uh, four shots left front and centre in press conference. It was actually um, a journalist's dream. At least he went away with something. Um, unlike the, uh, the Ivan Clearies and, and Anthony Griffins and et cetera, this world, he always came out with a, with a story. Um, Remember once when he uh, when I was in there, I used to ask one question after Broncos game, and uh, he answered the question, and then that was it, and uh, off he went. <laughs> <laughs> it was the shortest but uh, most eventful press conference we've ever had. It's like, well, there's a story, and it took 45 seconds to get it. So um, that's a uh, um, great time management. <laughs> did,
0: did he did he learn who you were, and and, uh, and and sort of give you some give you a little bit of uh, love, or did he just give you nothing? Yeah, no,
3: we got on pretty well. Um, it's uh, we usually get on pretty well. Occasionally, you get the whole um silent treatment for a few days, but um, Ricky being Ricky, um, he usually gets over it pretty quickly. Um, he's a pretty emotional guy, as you know. Yeah. Um, most of the time, like you'll you'll, yeah, you have you have the odd tiff, but we generally get on pretty well. And um, you know, now the Raiders are playing the game in Wagga um each year um before coronavirus stopped this year's one, but um, yeah, yeah, we get on fine. Um, he's uh. I think if you treat Ricky okay, he'll treat you okay, um, and um, but that's just how he, usually how he how he operates. So um, a lot of the time, when you say off the record to him, that usually uh, the, the magic words, he loosens up a bit and tells you a few things, and and then you can't print them, which is very frustrating. But um, that's just the way it is.
1: Well, we've we've got uh, years worth of material out of him, but uh, last year when they went all the way to the grand final. He he toned it down, and this year, even with all the injuries and everything, we played a little clip of this week's uh, press conference. He has still toned it down. I want the old Ricky back.
3: Mm. Oh, he's he's definitely mellowed. Um, even the uh, one on the weekend where he said, oh, "I don't give a shit." That was that was done very um diplomatically. It was. Um, <laughs> he uh, complained about the bunker, but did uh, did enough without getting in trouble, and said, "Okay, Janos, off you go. Do more, do the work for me," and, yeah. which which is basically what, what happened. Um, so I think he's learned his lesson along the way. Um, um, even though coaches are paid pretty well, um, he's, he's got a wife and kids and he can't fork out 10 grand every second week. So um, um, I'm sure he's learned the hard way. But um, uh, yeah, I guess uh, he's, he's, he's learned how to play the game a bit and uh, let the janos do the work for him.
0: If uh, 2020 uh, was a rock band, who would it be?
3: <laughs> Nickelback? <laughs> If you can call them a rock band, i call them a Canadian disgrace. But um, anyway, um, an embarrassment to Canada, but um, along with um, Alanis Morissette and uh, a few others, Jim Carrey. Um, anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah I, I would definitely say Nickelback.
0: Tell our listeners who mightn't follow you on Twitter, and they really should, um, <laughs> tell them about hashtag Tuxmock, how, how real it is and how you applied it to the Tigers last weekend. Oh, it's extremely real. Um,
3: well, I, I basically like to troll people with it, which I did with the Tigers fans last week. Yeah, thanks for um, that. Because for some reason I decided I would tip them, um, and they proceeded to play like a bloody, um, Queensland Cup reserve grade team, um, yeah. at best, um, against South on, on Friday night. Well, yeah, I put out, uh, you know, put out something like, um, yeah, sorry, Tigers fans, where I really think they can win tonight. And of course they didn't, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is usually the way. And, uh, yeah, about 17,000 uh, Tigers fans decided to pile on me, including uh, former legend himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, um, what, what do you reckon has been your biggest tux mock?
3: Oh, um, that's, a big, that's a good question. It's been a few.
0: I had a Maldi on the other, other night where uh, I got, I think, about
3: six or seven legs into a seven or eight leg Maldi, one leg to go. Um, Collingwood v. the Giants was the last leg. Yep. And Collingwood, Collingwood's my AFL, AFL team. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that in a minute. And, yeah, and they ended up losing by two points to the Giants. Um, so, so that was five bucks in the 300, I think. Um, yeah, so that was um, pretty annoying. And I think the Raiders lost that the same night as well. So, um, yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs>
1: we should probably get you to, uh, off air, give us uh, your tip for
3: Sid's rough
0: punt. <laughs> <laughs> Do all the leg work for
3: you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've got a few. Yeah, I, I, I like the racing too, but um, I try and put a ridiculous mouldy on every Saturday, which... I'll um, you know, try and put it on Twitter, and people seem to follow. And uh, you know, a lot of people seem to death ride my uh, my bets just so they can just so they can me on Twitter. Mate, is, um, I'm hearing you. Pretty I'm fun, here. To be honest. That, that is that is my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just rub it in. Uh, yeah, you know, you've done your dough, and uh, everyone just wants to sink the boat in while you're down. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: hey, that's uh, people for you, isn't it? <laughs> last night you put up a picture of a, a dog race where a bloke. By the name uh, Ricky Martin trained the dog. How did that run?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he ran second. <laughs> 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 of course, it did. Um, Come from beyond. I, I, I was I wasn't on it, but um, yeah, people probably thought that I was uh, trying to recoup uh, losses from uh, the weekend. But um, uh, I was just it on in the background and noticed that uh, Ricky Martin was uh, um, was uh, was training a dog at a uh, long I think it was. So it's a bit of a bit of a fall from grace for old Ricky after he was. Um, churning out number one hits, but any um, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, just a bit of fun. I like to have on, on, uh, on Twitter there, and um, people seem to enjoy uh, my misery, so that's all good.
0: <laughs> I was surprised at that, but more surprised when Shakira was driving a horse at uh, at the um, Bendigo Trot, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: right, that'd, that'd distract a few other drivers, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd um, watch that, yeah, especially if she was wearing what she was wearing at
0: the Super Bowl. Yeah, she's all hips
3: or not, or, or not wearing, um, be more precise. Hips, they
1: lie for her. <laughs> uh, serious question, you. You are down in uh, Wagga Wagga. Yes, correct.
3: How's I work th- at the Daily Advertiser, the paper there. Uh, get on the website and buy subscription, fellas. I keep you in a job. Sure, as shit, I'll be doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, how, get all your April Arena news on there. Yeah. How is rugby league
1: down there? And in these troubled times, uh, what kind of regional sports are back on the field at the moment?
3: Well, uh, four, four months ago. Naive no, me, so we'll, when we went out and uh, worked, said work from home for a few, for a little while. No sport was on. I thought, gee, what are we going to write about? I think I've been busier now than when there's no sport on, than when there was sport on. So yeah,
4: right. um,
3: it's just been constant news cycle with um, teams deciding whether or not to play and, and things like that. And even as we speak, um, um, the AFL teams have been given a deadline to tomorrow to decide uh, whether they want to play um, this year. Yep. Um, and, and a few of them have already dropped out um, in the Group 9 Rugby League comp, which is a pretty strong comp. Uh, T- Tamora and Cootamundra um, have already pulled out. But the other eight, they're going to play uh, about a nine- or ten-week comp. Um, yeah, so it's just changing all the time. Um, Albury, the, the soccer uh, comp put in an Albury team when when their comp folded, but then once they got a few COVID cases there, that's, that's all up in the air now, so... Yeah, you can write a story, and half an hour later, it's uh, pretty much obsolete. So it's uh it's been a uh, it's been interesting.
0: Mate, you're down in Wagga, as we said, and it's uh, home of the well, a lot of famous sports people. Um, mm. But um, Michael Slater, do they not talk about him for obvious reasons? Is, is he the, <laughs> the black sheep of the family?
3: He's on the no, no fly list at the moment, isn't he? I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure after, after what happened, and it said airplane toilet, or allegedly. Yeah, uh, allegedly, allegedly. I don't want to get sued. I don't know if uh, if uh, listens like, to this show. Um, I'm tipping. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm
1: pretty sure he listens. I'm pretty sure he yep. listens. I would
3: bet him down. I say dollar dollar three. Probably doesn't. So. <laughs> That's the lock for that. In the multi. That's a lock. Or that or one rolled as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, yeah that like just walking the other day, you walk past Mark Taylor Oval, and um, there's a um, you know Jeff Lawson as well was from here. Uh, Mortimer Boys. A turby. Um, quite yeah. a quite a a lot they call the city a good sports here and um probably for good reason. They seem to produce a, a fair whack of talent for the for the population, so
0: And the great pants man, Wayne Carey, he's from down that <laughs> way.
3: <laughs> Wayne Carey, yes, he is from here. Um yes, uh yes, he's uh got a good strike rate. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> do you do you ever duck into June E and try and bring down the uh Rab statue? <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't I haven't yet, but um uh Maybe that'll be on the, on the to-do list. I've got a bit of a bucket list to, to tick off in the Riverina, so maybe I'll add that to that. a race between
0: you and uh, Andrew Vosley. By yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, we'll talk about the NRL. We've seen Dean Pay depart the dogs, well, this morning. What masochist do you reckon would take that job on?
3: <laughs> You've got to hate life, though.
0: Do you, you to take that job on? I, mean, I reckon. You just
3: have to have given up. I mean, um, geez, he's, he's hard done, boy, isn't he? Um, Tough gig, He basically, so. basically said today that he's basically a glorified babysitter. They probably paid him, but he, pint of coke a week to take control of the team while like rubbish. And
0: someone and then t- once
3: once they got some money to spend, they'll they'll bring in someone else to, you know, to have fun with the toy, the new toys. So, um, yeah, I feel sorry for him a little bit, but um, yeah, I think he's probably a little bit hard done boy. But um, and whether he can coach or not, who knows? But we um, probably won't get a chance to show anyone if he can or not
0: he'll be he'll be an assistant somewhere and probably take a team
1: to a grand final. <laughs> do, um, do you think though like everyone knows that he was only chucked in there for 2 years on about
0: 400 grand a year that, that you was, reckon for yeah, that was the mail today it was he was on 400 right? and he there was you always go.
1: he was always there and hamstrung by this so if he somehow succeeded maybe they would have looked at keeping him but it really looked like he was just sitting there for 2 years waiting for someone to come along do you reckon there's a coach out there that will look at it and think, I've got $3 million to spend, and they can make a good fist of it? Or is it going to take a while for players to want to actually go to the Dogs?
3: Well, that's the thing. I mean, they've got a salary cap issue at the moment. Um, where they can't buy players now. They're starting to, I guess, probably get out of it a bit. Um, but you're going to ask um, you know, players who – players are going to probably want 40% extra to go there because they know that um, it's probably going to take them a little while to get success, isn't it? So, yeah. So then you, then you go five years down the track and they're probably going to be in a similar similar ordeal. So, um, but what do you do? Um, yeah. you, have to, you have to pay like just the Titans with the feeder at the moment. Um, you've got to pay ridiculous money to get good players there. Otherwise, they're just not going not to go there.
1: So, that $3 that, $3 um, million that they keep talking to, about, this $3 million war chest, it's not going to go far, I don't think. They're well, going to have to pay <laughs> overs. Not only that,
0: yeah. I don't reckon there's many good players that the dog should be looking at that would be taking all of that money anyway. There's not a lot around at the moment, mate. They no, need, exactly. They need yeah. a half, and there's like there's probably five, six good halves in the whole comp, and there's none on the none available at the moment. They probably yep. need one or two forwards, ball playing forwards. Well, that's what
1: I'm saying. Like any coach that wants to put their hand up for that joint, knowing on one hand, you've got three million to spend, but on the other hand, how am I going to attract these players, even though I've got this cash? I reckon you're on a hiding to nothing walking into that place at the moment. Yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. You're better yeah, off so – in my eyes, you're better off opening up the purse strings and giving Dean pay another 12 months. But well, he's the, he's that. not going to be able to sign players.
3: They're, they're in a mess, the dogs, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Like I said, yeah, what do you do? I mean, you're stuck in a rock a hard place, aren't you? You've got, to, you've got to play overs to get people there, and then you get yourself in trouble again. So Yeah. You Know what do you do? But you, you kind of have to do it. I mean, you just can't get keep plodding along with what they've got at the moment. That's and why I
0: reckon the Pommy bloke might have been the go, mate. First of all, he comes over here, uh, with no real sort of uh, the coach, yeah. The Pommy coach Sean Wayne. Sean Wayne I, I reckon mm. they, they brought him over, he might bring a couple of players. The way the Canberra have done it, they've played it smart, you yeah. Know? Like mm. when camp don't forget, it wasn't that long ago Ricky was down there saying we can't attract quality players to yeah. this place. Well, you know. Fast forward three years, he's got three really good pommies down there. And Absolutely,
3: um, like that's a real smart boy um, by the Raiders and, and Peter Maholm, who's their um, recruitment guy yep. out there at the moment. One of the one of the best. Um, he is one of the best. Nobody wanted to go to Canberra because it's freaking cold. Yep. <laughs> you, I haven't been there for six years. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, and yeah, it is. You know. Let's be honest for for young people there's not a huge amount going on um it's a good place for country kids um that's why they get the likes of jack whiten and yeah like likes like Hotrick who 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 like it because it's um, you know pretty pretty it's they call the bush capital for a reason basically yeah um but yeah, going over and getting those pommies, um uh, you know they don't obviously don't mind the cold um it's probably I probably think Canberra's is boiling hot in, in comparison <laughs> um, um doing that is a you know a great move and like I remember when they signed Josh Hodson, um I was working at the Canberra Paper at the time, and I was like, Well, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. didn't really think too much of it. Um and a year later, you're like, oh dude, this guy's a gun. So um yeah. and Elliot Whitehead, I like everyone mentions Bateman and, and, and Hodzo and and just wildly well, so, but Elliot Whitehead, um he is if he's not the most underrated player in the competition, he's pretty close. Um you know, he's no try on the weekend aside. Str- struggles <laughs> to score a try. I know what you're <laughs> he's, 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 he's an eight and a half out of ten every single week. Yeah. Um, and people don't seem to notice him because he probably doesn't have the, the bells and whistles of a of Bateman or i so, but or he can play.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, I reckon, with the dogs. I, I, I'm not sh- – well, I'm, I'm convinced Trent Barrett's not the answer. And I reckon if it's not Sean Wayne, then I'd be looking at Hook. I, I think Hook's –
1: yeah, you're stuck on him, ain't you?
0: I just think he'll go there and not give a shit for the Bulldogs board and all the, all the shit that they're sort of carrying on with. And that's what mm. they're going to need. Otherwise, they're going to get a young bloke there and he's going to get swallowed up by that culture. You watch.
3: A hundred percent, yeah. There's, there's too many factions in that board and, um, you know, you need someone experienced who's been there, done that, to yeah. just put that aside and get on with it and not worry about it, you know what I mean? Um, so you can just uh, concentrate on the footy side of things. Um.
0: And, yeah, and once um, once Hook gets him going, then obviously you just sack him and bring in Ivan Cleary. It's, it's <laughs> <quite> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean,
3: rinse and repeat. I mean, today it ain't, it ain't broke, you know.
1: Well, that's, I like how different. Canterbury is uh, <laughs> thinking outside the square and taking uh, Manley's ex coach yet again. <laughs> yeah. That'll work out well.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, It yeah, um, seem, to, seem, to, seem to work well with, uh, with Desi. For exactly. Them, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be Just, fine. Uh, totally ruined their salary cap and uh, left a wreckage beyond him and, <laughs> and moved on. Good Mate, times,
0: for, good we, times we, for Desi. We don't do a lot of <laughs> AFL here, but uh, we'll, we'll touch on the Collingwood Magpies because you're a bit of a fan there. Do you think it's ironic that their colours are white and black? <laughs> oh, geez, I'm not going anywhere near that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't
3: have enough money for a lawsuit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a poor, struggling uh, sports journalist whose uh, who's job security uh, is uh, waning every day. So, uh, yeah,
0: I'll
3: leave that one alone.
0: Mate, on this show, we play this game called Nearest the Pin. Um, Sid's going to ask us a few questions, and we just give an answer each. I'll write mine down before you give yours. So It's, it's a nice numerical answer. And um, Nearest the Pin without going over, much like New Price is Right, Larry Emder style. Um, I think that's that's as clear as I can make it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> every week
1: we try and explain it, but uh, you'll get the gist of it.
0: Yeah, I'll ask you a question.
1: Up. Give me a number. So I'll go to you, John. First, how many Canberra Raiders coaches have there been since the club began?
3: <sighs> oh boy! I'm trying to go through them now. Ricky Fernsie Oh, Eliot's. Well, on it's Wikipedia. only a two-hour show. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm
0: gonna say
1: nine. Nine. Former went eleven.
0: Does um does Bennett slash Sheen's count as two or one?
1: Actually, I'm not sure. That's a good question. But yeah, uh, former went eleven. It's twelve. Bang, oh, twelve. There so, you go. Oh, look how pu- he's pumped. He's pushed his <laughs> chest out. He doesn't normally go that well in these uh, quizzes. Uh, Here's one for both of you, and whoever gets closest, I'll be disgusted in either of you. How many (laughs) albums has Nickelback released? (laughs)
3: Oh, geez. Like like legitimate albums or um, car crashes or, yeah, what have we um, Uh,
1: got? Whether they sold or not, whether they were good or not. How many albums? I
3: like are, we your about, are we talking around EPs as well? And uh, you know, rare rare B sides and yeah, whatever's just, in your uh, collection. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna, I'll say maybe four They've been around a while. They Six. Know.
1: Six is a good that's what I would have pinned it at. Former's gone fourteen. Uh fourteen. Fourteen. nine albums is a lot. And uh John. That's gets way that. too many. Yeah.
3: So Wait, six gets it. That's, not, that's nine too many, exactly. Right? It, so, it is nine know? too many. They, <laughs> they, they said they're going to keep pumping
0: them out until they get a good one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, well, exactly then 14 right. was no, a good six, guess. They
3: try again many times and uh, also fail again. Anyway. All right. It's one yeah. all.
1: According to pub location, pub, not not Pablo. <laughs> according to publocation.com.au, how many pubs are there in the city of Wagga Wagga? Both of you answer on three. Three, two, one. Eighteen. 19. <laughs> it is nineteen. Oh it's bugging me dead, is it?
3: Uh unlucky former. Oh, it was you close. missed out on that so one. Close. Okay. Yeah, 11, of them, Eleven of them down the main street, so it's uh, pretty easy to go on a pub crawl <laughs> Which one it is? Which
0: one do all the army boys drink at?
3: Um, I haven't seen any Army boys since I've been here I was in Townsville for a couple of years And there was plenty of Army, army guys there, oh, but like, is I it seen Army seen or Air Force? In yeah Army or Air Force so, in
0: Wagga? Army or Air Force?
3: don't know I, I think Air Force I might I be Air Force I'm thinking of Had a bit of yeah, bad anyway. luck there one night, that's all Oh, did you? Bad <laughs> luck <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah in the wrong place at the wrong time Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure so none of know. it was your yeah. fault no. But anyway <laughs>
1: uh, How old is Ricky Stewart?
3: Oh <sighs> in trouble with this one. Um, I'm going to say, I think
0: that's
3: oh, right.
1: I think 58. 58, 58. Jesus, jeez, no, uh, you're a little bit over. Former went 48. <laughs> um, he's
3: 53. Oh, there you go. I wasn't too, I wasn't stupidly far off.
0: <laughs> too off. He won't
3: like me. He won't like me for that. Don't tell me I said that. Yeah, no, I won't tell him.
1: <laughs> I'm going to ring him right now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. how good's this? It's come down to a tiebreaker. Mm. Like most weeks.
4: Mm.
1: No, most weeks I don't have a tiebreaker. How many Twitter followers do the Collingwood Football Club have? Boy, a A lot.
3: It is a lot. It's more than me. more than me, I'm saying. Yes. um, Just just slightly. Um, They're a very, very big team. uh, Very well supported. I would say 800,000.
1: 800,000. Form has gone mm. two hundred and fifty thousand. Maybe I was looking at the wrong one. It had a blue tick, but it's only one hundred and thirty three thousand.
3: Really, that, um, that actually surprises me. I thought it'd be a whole lot more than that. Anyway, you'd have a, you'd have a spare tiebreaker question, wouldn't you?
1: Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's I think three draws in a row. One hundred
3: thirty three thousand. That's um Yeah, that's surprising. That disappointing. Be, um, they're, they, probably one of the biggest, that's,
1: they're probably the biggest team in the AFL, supporter wise. So, um, that's, that's
0: yeah, they're, they're Buzz Rothfield numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know
1: how many Collingwood has bought, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got
3: plenty of
0: money, so uh, Eddie uh, can throw it around. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they probably they probably might have. Mate, just finally before we let you go, um, you were saying off air before we began that you thought the six again rule call from last year's grand final <laughs> was indeed the right call. <laughs> you stand by that? Yeah. Uh,
3: Well, if if I did in fact say that, I'd need to be going off to the concussion, uh, off with a concussion rule, and and not to return for the rest of the season. To be honest, still only fifteen minutes. But um, um, no, that was uh, I was at the game. I was at the game. Um, Yeah, fair to say that uh, uh, the the train ride uh, from Sydney to Wagga on Sunday or Monday night from 8.30 at night and got home in Wagga at three in the morning. Um, yeah, it was the worst decision of my entire life. <laughs> it, wouldn't have... it, was, it was worse than Ben Cummings' decision, which was uh, pretty bad. It wouldn't have got um, mentioned on the train ride, surely. Oh, uh, I was, I was a wreck. I was, I was, I was sad. I was angry. I was tired. I was hungover. <laughs> and I, I had to work the next day. Um, but, uh. Luckily, my boss was uh, very understanding and uh, pretty much gave me a free pass to do basically absolutely nothing.
1: Nice. (laughs) Um, So when the when the season kicked off this year and they introduced a
3: six again rule, did you think they're taking the piss or what? (laughs) I was just having Vietnam uh, like flashbacks uh, uh, in the fetal position, pretty much all the time. But um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it hasn't been too bad so far this week. I I, I think uh, probably the Raiders players are probably happy. It's only. uh, a Thursday game this week, so they can stop being asked about the and reminded about the grand final all the time. Mate, so what, about that? what about that get for out the way.
0: What about that for a short turnaround? I didn't hear the Roosters fans this week whinged about the Raiders' short turnaround of yeah. only four days.
3: Yeah. Well, I just someone was saying earlier
0: today that they asked to, they asked to um, stay in Sydney uh, the night
3: before, and that was knocked back. They were asked to, asked if they could fly the day off, knocked back. Wow. So they wow. so they got to drive. They got a bus it down to. To Sydney on the uh, on the day of and, and try and play a grand final rematch. It's, uh, it's a bit that's a bit that's bit hard to cop. Um, mm. I imagine Ricky's just taking that in stride though, and uh, you know not worrying about it. Oh no, he'll
1: be <laughs> he'll be level headed about it all.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah he'll just brush it off. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: won't but, get brought like, up on the bus trip.
3: <laughs> well, no, absolutely not. No, what Ricky will be doing this week, he he'll, he'll be hammering that into his players. He'll be going, boys, you know everything's against us. No one wants us to win. They don't care about us. Blah blah blah. He'll be hammered into them, and um, the Raiders may not win, but I'll be looking to uh, kill a few blokes out there. I reckon <laughs> on the weekend and, and try and make a bit of an impact.
0: As a, as we said, you're a mad Raiders fan, and that's obvious. Just honestly, answer this question: Where do they run this year by the by the end of the year?
3: Well, it depends what players they can get back. Mm. If they can get a couple of if they can get a couple of middles back, um, if they can get Horsberg and and or Bateman as as a back row back. They might be able to do some damage. Um, I wouldn't write him off just yet. I think with with Hodgson out, um, everything has been dictated around them. And and Jack Boyden started the year really well, but the last few weeks he's been pretty quiet and yeah. let, every, let let sort of Josh control things. And Hodgson hasn't really been at his best this year either. He hasn't been right on top of his game. So I think um, if they say it's Jack's team now, and and he really steps up and is a bit more assertive and, and dominates, and and takes George Williams with him, um, they still might be able to do something. So I know when I was at Townsville in twenty seventeen, the paper there when Thurston was out and the and the Cowboys managed to make still it, make the grand final. Yeah. So it just means that everybody else has to lift another 10%. You know, if everyone does that. And and now there's no pressure on them. They play better when there's no pressure on them. No one everyone's written them off. So that's that's when they generally play better. When everyone once says they're gonna win the premiership like this year. That's when they start struggle, so um, that might help them as well.
0: And you're just finally very good signing Curtis Scott.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if I was wondering if Ricky kept the receipt on that one, uh, so, we could, <laughs> so we could send it send it back to bellyache. Um, I, I thought they were best mates. Apparently, um, geez, he's giving uh, he's uh, giving uh, a give him a bad one there, hasn't he? Fair anyway, up. Curtis um, Scott
1: would have got an all time spray surely from Ricky. <laughs>
3: Oh, at some at some point he would have. Um maybe the maybe the stuff behind the scenes with his court case and all that kind of thing is distracting him a bit. Mm. um, perhaps. Maybe. Um that's that's all that's all I can offer up because yeah, he's he's been pretty bad. Um, well, s- when uh when Michael Oldfield is uh uh your replacement, um, you know, as solid a player as he is, he's not exactly a world world beater, is he? So um that says a little bit. So um but hopefully um Plus, only got a four or five-year deal. That'll go by pretty quick, won't Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, Sid, yeah. Sid can attest that it is very hard to play a game of rugby league when you're trying to click capsicum spray out of your left, <laughs> left nasal passage. Yes,
1: <laughs> it's, I've been there, done yeah. that.
0: Yeah, so it
3: doesn't help reads and defences of centre when you got when you can't see. So, yeah, that's probably a bit of a... Bit of a setback, I
0: always thought. All right, brother. Thanks once again for joining us. You asked for it. We did it. Uh, Thanks for coming on Full Crew of the Boys. Don't forget, you can find this bloke at most Wagga pubs or <laughs> get onto Twitter. He's very good at the Twitter game uh, or Instagram at tuxy 81 Thanks once again, Mr. John Tuxworth.
3: No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Full credit to
0: the boys. Need a sparky then make the call to
1: NDF elect. Do you need electrical work done? NDF Electrical provides expert service and advice on a wide range of commercial and residential projects. With over 23 years experience, NDF Electrical have you covered for all your electrical needs. From the Gold Coast, Tweed Heads, Byron Bay and everywhere in between. For a free quote, go to ndfelectrical.com.au NDF Electrical
0: all right, Sid, with thanks to the number one electrical company in all the world, it's time for the number one podcasting segment in all the world. It's time for this. We
4: all want you to go grab a mirror We're all hoping that you'll change away. way And no message could be any clearer If you want to make the world a better place Take a look at yourself and make a change
0: Yes, it's time for Grab a Mirror here. Um, Don't forget, you can reply to my first tweet on Tuesdays, Tuesdays only, 7.30. Use the hashtag Grab a Mirror, hashtag GAM. I do another tweet at around 3.30. Same thing, hashtag Grab a Mirror. I think you're a bit late this week. Hashtag GAM. I was a bit late today. We got a bit Um, sidetracked. Yeah. Thanks for that fact checker. Um, (laughs) But Sid, I'm going to go first. Yeah, you should go first. Now, in this day and age, Sid, it must be difficult for restaurants to cater for all the various diets that are all through society. I mean, look at McDonald's. They've got their low-carb options. They've got options for vegos. Do they? As well as their regular salad Dodgers menu. But this week, officers from a local unit were on patrol and they witnessed in the city of Plymouth uh, a crime. Well, it is a crime. Officers say they saw local man, uh, Ray Bees, uh, sitting on a park bench eating some Maccas when a seagull landed near him. Mr Bees reportedly... Claim that the bird was trying to steal his McDonald's, so he did what any normal, right-minded person would do, Sid. Mm-hmm. He grabbed a seagull and he bit it. <laughs> now the bird apparently appeared to be injured as a result of the bite and it flew away despite being in a state of duress before officers could inspect it to see how bad the injuries were. Now Ray uh, was immediately accosted by the police and reportedly admitted to it being under the influence of drugs at the time. No shit. Sherlock The suspect was taken to custody since seagulls are a protected species in the area, Sid Really? That's right Why? Rats with wings are under some sort of protection order Now the McDonald's fan is reportedly facing up to six months in prison What? Or a fine of about $6,300 All for just tasting this feathered vermin (laughs) Now in a statement obtained by Cornwall Live A spokesperson for the police said he sunk his teeth Into it before throwing it to the floor, (laughs) officers had seen the incident immediately went over and detained him and took details from him. Around this time, the man volunteered the information he was under the influence of some drugs, and it was decided that he would be taken to Derriford Hospital for treatment. He said he would have eaten the whole bird, but he ran out of sweet and sour dipping sauce. (laughs) Now, he said the bird uh, smelled a bit like fish but tasted like chicken. Now, the seagull was clearly injured by the incident but flew off before we were able to check its welfare, the police spokesperson said. We don't know what happened to it afterward. Uh, Southwest News Service, that's right, the news are now involved, reported that a police spokesman also stated, uh, yesterday we detained a, a male who attacked and injured the seagull in the city centre. Love them or loathe them, seagulls are protected under the Wildlife and Countryside Act. Now, local animal rights groups have been inflamed. Of course, they have by this situation have been demonstrating against Ray Bees, saying that the penalties aren't hard enough for his blatant crime. With many holding placards with the phrase "Bird Lives Matter." Now, some of the protests
1: I've seen that trending on Twitter have,
0: hashtag BLM. Have, some of the protests have become violent, with uh, Colonel Sanders statues pulled down <laughs> and red rooster stores being set on fire. A Bird Lives Matter spokesperson, Big Bird, said he had begged for the protest to stop with the violence, hoping peace would be restored. So grab a mirror, ray bees, leave the rats with wings alone. That's more your Wuhan style of delicacy. Equal ten at C Hemsworth twenty one. That's right, Chris Hemsworth, big fan of the show.
1: Yeah, he's a megastar.
0: Loved you in Thor. Yeah. Hashtag grab a mirror. Hashtag G A M at N R L underscore Bulldogs. Put them in it. The family club. Put it in an inverted commas. If you were a family, you'd have been the Malats. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dean Pay had a back of te- uh, sorry a team of backpackers. What was he supposed to do? Oh. <laughs> Equal 10. ten at Rick underscore D underscore P. Uh, Ricky Palmer. Hashtag grab a mirror at former underscore legend. Hey. For claiming that hashtag grab a mirror is podcasting's number one segment. We all know that at Sid Punt's Beck Jugger updates have overtaken it. Hashtag ordinary girl. Hashtag what has she done this week. Hashtag edge of my seat.
1: Well, do you want to know? Well, why not? Might as well chuck this segment in right now since it's the uh, number one podcasting segment <laughs> of all the lands. I'm just enormous. Okay, Beck Juggs update this week. <laughs> headline number one. Oh, what is it? Are you ready? Yeah. Edge of your seat stuff. AFL WAG Rebecca Judd enjoys chocolate. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Fascinating chocolate stuff. Chocolate what? I didn't read the article. It's fucking shit. Anyway, headline number two. Beck Judd reveals hilarious way <laughs> she will cope with the new coronavirus lockdown. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> You know how the, you know what, hilarious way she's going to deal with this in her $7.3 million mansion? Quarantine. She's going to drink margaritas. Gee, she's doing it tough. That's hilarious. Hilarious.
0: Hilarious that's, stuff. That's a Bill Burr kind of. It's kind of. Into the seat gear. Yeah, she, Jim should, do a,
1: she should do a uh, special on Fox. Anyway, headline number three Rebecca Judd's twins, Tom and Darcy, oh. three years old, shove a tampon in their toy shark's mouth. Oh, boy. Fascinating stuff. Uh, and that is this week's Beck Juggs update. I'm just
4: an ordinary girl. Sometimes I'm lazy. I get bored. I get scared.
1: I feel ignored. I feel happy. I get silly. Caught me off guard. I wasn't going to play that segment till later, but uh, here we are. Equal 10. At Scooniversity. Schooniversity. Schooniversity. <laughs> Welcome on board. I'm not sure if I've heard this fellow before.
0: Hashtag grab a mirror, people in pubs coming to watch footy and drinking only water. Buy a, uh, yeah. buy a beer, you tight-ass McMutt. 100%. <laughs> Sick of denying people access who are willing to sink beers and buy meals while you're taking up space during restrictions. Or bring in a six-beer minimum, Boris, at Gladyspeak, That would be,
1: that'd be a good policy. She should read that tweet <laughs> and take that to cabinet. Um, Probably skip the Boris bit. Oh, yeah, that's awkward.
0: Equal 10. How many equal 10s do we have this week? Super McMoot at Super Grover 4. Hey, Grover. Grab a mirror at Sid Punts. Hey. You've been saying you're fixing that shitty equal button for weeks now. Yeah. Well, we fixed it today. What do fixed you think it. of it? Hashtag number one job. Hashtag lazy McMoot. No, that sounds good. This is how it goes. It's changed. Equal 10. At Johnny Bombora says. <laughs>
1: Why did you look at me like that? Hashtag, Who's Johnny Bombora?
0: Hashtag grab a mirror, canned tuna. <laughs> the fact that you're in the, the fact that you think you're in the same league as red salmon is laughable. It hashtag, is laughable. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag tastes like a sponge. Hashtag smells like an Alawar toilet block.
1: Now that is he a local?
0: That's actually quite an accurate description. Equal ten. At Farquhar. Hey, Warnie. Hashtag grab a mirror, the NRL appeals committee, for waiting until after-school holidays finish before allowing the two Bulldogs players to play.
1: I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did, Wani. It's a great point.
0: Equal 10. 10. At Mark Johnson, 24-30. Mark Johnson. Uh, Johnson, eh, hey, Molly's farm. Hashtag grab a mirror, Penrith Panthers. Who's going to coach the attack now? Trenner's on his way out.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, I know. Come at me, Twitter, whatever.
1: Equal ten. 10. I'm pretty sure I've lost count of these equal 10s, but jeez, that new sample sounds good.
0: At the biggest for Lou. Hashtag grab a mirror AFL. The only, the only reason I would attend your grand final at the SCG would be to get on the field afterwards to sprinkle grandpa's ashes on there. Hashtag on the wicket square. Hashtag should grandpa die, that is. Hashtag... Oh, he's not even dead. Just short of a good length. Hashtag... <laughs> For Patty Cummings to aim at, hashtag take that verat. hashtag I think that jagged back off grandpa. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Equal town. Let's just move on. At fat, hairy, lazy. Hashtag grab a mirror at Sid Puntz. Put him, put him in it. I didn't see it. Carrying on for weeks about the Panthers' attack, only for the boys to come out and dismantle Cronulla's
1: <laughs>
0: defence like I dismantle a buffet. Blah, blah, blah. Hashtag Year of Cleary. Hashtag Panther Pride. Hashtag love your work, mate. Oh, okay. You redeemed yourself right the at the end. Equal ten. I won't cut you out. Of the will. Hashtag, sorry, at the real underscore... Ian Lacey. Not not the fake one, the real one. Mate, there's so many fake Ian Lacey <laughs> accounts out there. I'm is, glad. Has it got a blue tick?
1: This is I'm the glad. real one.
0: Yeah, good. Um, hashtag grab a mirror and enjoy the view, Lord, at PV Landers. Has he got a Twitter?
1: Has he? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to check that. Don't check it now. We've got you- 45 equal tens to get through.
0: First, you hit back at the AFL, put them in it, yeah. and their shitty-ass broadcast deal. Then you use COVID as an excuse to ban all Sectorians from NRL games. Then you ice the cake by calling the at AFL grand final a second-rate event.
1: 100%. Love that guy.
0: Equal ten. 10. At Another equal 10. At Wig Lane, Laurie Daly's wig. Hashtag <laughs> grab a mirror. That cracks me up every week. <laughs> Hashtag grab a mirror. Crossroads Hotel. Yep, good point. First and only time I went there was in 1998. It's only now that I hear you've got specialist cleaners in. It's about time.
1: <laughs> Equal 10.
0: At Triff 81.
1: Hey, Triff. No, I'm not. I'm, I'll
0: go and read his tweet out first. Hashtag grab a mirror, Campbell Graham's head. Yeah, I knew this was going to come, come out. How dare you come into contact with Grub Reynolds' foot like that? You're looking at three weeks on the sidelines for that intention, intentional headbutt. Hashtag grab grub Reynolds for leading with the back of your head into Mitchell's arm. Hashtag dogshot.
1: I was going to get into a Twitter wall with Triff, but I thought there's no point because he's an idiot.
0: <laughs> what was that about?
1: About that incident. I I didn't see anything wrong with a West Tigers player kicking a South Sydney player in the head. And I still don't. I stand by that.
0: There's a certain bloke in the leadership group that's really come out strongly against Josh Reynolds today. Really let himself down, let his family down, and let the leadership group... Well, we're
1: going to have a new leadership group anyway. And I'm going to ban Triff. Equal It was still a good good, uh, grab a mirror, though.
0: At Tommy Paragraphs. Hashtag grab a mirror myself. Put myself mm, in it. Hey. <laughs> Did he actually put, put myself in it? He put at myself. Yeah, nice. Uh For deciding during lockdown, the at Eagles will be my favourite team because I have the same name as Tommy Turbo. Those few games with Turbo had me thinking I picked a real contender. But really, they're just hashtag pretenders, hashtag clueless Canadian bloke living in Sydney.
1: Mate, if you've got other things in common with Tommy T, then you're still going all right, apparently.
0: Yeah, and if you're looking for a team, Tommy Paragraphs, the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers. The, we're on the up equal
1: ten. Are you serious? How many equal tens? This is pissing me off. That that sample, even though it's a new sample <laughs> it and it sounds, sounds great. Good. It sounds good. I'm sick of it.
0: At it all day, sir. Grab a mirror at Former Legend, put me in it. That's a bit harsh. You poor man's at Karen Morgold. <laughs> put her in it. <laughs> Is Karen Moorgold on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Why does she need to be on Twitter? She would know what people would think of her anyway. Know. Your tip for Pisces was a bust. Surely, at AU, put him in it, has, <laughs> has money back on your tips. Hashtag BlueBet great odds. Hashtag still better than Sid's rough punt. Hashtag gamble responsibly. Hey, I had three out of four legs. It was only Freddie
1: Tedesco, who everyone rates as a good footballer. We, we proved that wrong this week. <laughs> he let all of us punters down. Nine. Hey!
0: At Horatio underscore... McMoot. McMoot. Yeah, it's the original McMutt. Hashtag grab mirror me for underestimating Ned Philandis. Uh-huh. Anyone who makes at AFL put a minute nervous while upsetting sicker fans like at Jeff Kennett put in minute.
1: Yep, good, and good. And Eddie
0: Maguire along the way while looking like a someone you... <laughs> who you wouldn't buy a used Chimera from, deserves more than a bundle of Tempe strippers dancing dollars.
1: Well done. Jeez, you got every reference in there. That was fantastic. Eight.
0: That should have been what we said to... Oh, that's coming up in your um, Grab a Mirror. That's what they should have used in there. Oh, um, yeah, you,
1: you spoiled it. Don't,
0: don't say anything. Report. Just one. Um, <laughs> at Efficient Not Lazy. How do I know what you're about to say? Yeah, that's um,
1: weird. You've just um, opened the veil there. But anyway, go on.
0: At Efficient Not Lazy. Hashtag Grab a Mirror. The love hunters on the... At eHarmony, put them in it, Add mm-hmm. the blokes look like they've got bodies stored in the freezer, American <laughs> psycho style, Or the ladies look like they're up for anything as long as cash is involved. Where's old mate with a beer gut just looking for a drinking partner? Uh, you can find me on there. That's Grinder Seven. <laughs> At Cyril Sidestep. Now listen
1: to this. Okay, well we'll listen to all of them, but okay, I'll make particular.
0: You're about to references. block. You're about to block this bloke. Ah. Oh, all right. Hashtag Grab a Mirror. At West Tigers, put him in it. Hey. Fans who think the heir to the Melbourne Storm Throne, Harry Grant, will stay and play at your club in 2021. Yeah, the, he will. The only heir to a throne that stayed and played hard at a dodgy joint was Prince Andrew. Hashtag cheerleader enthusiast. Hashtag hooker talent scout.
1: I don't even know why you read that one.
0: <laughs> Blocked. Six. At NRL for breakfast. Grab a mirror the at NRL, put him in it. On their master plan to have male model coaches, T-Baz will join John Morris as their initial stand. Sorry, as their initial take. Stand by for Craig Wing to be announced at the at New Zealand Warriors. Dreamy. Hashtag genius. Hashtag who's neck. Hashtag not Fitzgibbon. Five. <laughs> um, at Eels TCT. The Cumberland. The Cumberland Thry. Thry. Hashtag grab a mirror. Charlie Staines. The Stain Boy. The Skid Mark. The Nappy Sand. Come. Um, Charlie Sheen. It was bad enough you scored more tries in your NRL, NRL debut than the NRL underscore Bulldogs, put them in it, have scored all season. You then rubbed it in by throwing a party with all your mates from school. <laughs> Hashtag is Forbes near Coffs Harbour. Hashtag trifecta. Well, you've got to rub in it. Come stay. Four. At BNDWSN. Corey Dubois. Grab a mirror at former legend. Put me in it. Hey. For dishing out Mystic Former's horoscope predictions. Only thing less arousing than your sexy horoscope lady voice. It was pretty sexy. <laughs> was checking my bet- betting account balance Saturday, Arvo, when you <laughs> predicted Saturday Race 7 number three. How many people punted on that? <laughs> Don't know, but it'd be crazy not to go again. Absolutely. You, uh, you predicted Saturday Race 7 number three. Not a single donkey ran in. <laughs> Hashtag gamble responsibly.
1: Can I have a go now?
0: Yeah, off you trot.
1: All right, now, Former you know that I love the stock market. I love investing our sweet, sweet podcast cash into the market, turning it into massive amounts of cash so that you can uh, afford your lavish lifestyle.
0: How are our flight center shares going? Yeah,
1: not so good. Not so good at all. There's, uh, there's nothing more I like than to watch on the telly those finance shows, especially those finance shows hosted by... David Kosh mm. on the Sky Business I Channel.
0: I think you'll find it's cock.
1: Oh, okay. And uh, so it was on Monday night. I saw that Koshi and uh, two washed-up stockbrokers of ill repute were talking about one of my favourite things, ETFs.
0: These these two, you reckon, are high on quaaludes? <laughs> There's something
1: not right about these two. Now, I've been considering for a while investing our membership pack money into exchange traded funds. To hopefully diversify our portfolio and deliver some returns in these unsteady financial times, I won't bore you all with that. So I grabbed a glass <laughs> <Just> of <did. laughs> so I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed a glass of cognac and lit up a cigar and tuned in to get some solid advice from Koshy and these two idiots. And this is what I was met with former And the, the
2: companies behind these ETFs have been quite innovative in um, targeting their product to. Uh, to different markets. So if you want a, quite a specific uh, market, you can. Full credit to the boys. To be able to go into pretty much any company, you, you, you need to be aware of that level of detail. Otherwise, as I mentioned earlier, it's just a rough punt. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now that was
1: full credit to the boys' very own BJO Rosenberg and Milram <laughs> giving their financial analysis with Koshi, or Cocky as you call him, <laughs> And uh, slipping in a couple of full credit to the boys on live television. (laughs) Poor old Koshi. Didn't know what hit him. He's looking at these two piss heads, (laughs) smirking at each other and thinking, what am I doing here? At least Samantha Armitage isn't here, so that's okay. (laughs) So uh, grab a mirror, you magnificent bastards. Keep it up. Next time you're on the show, I'll be watching with me cognac. If you can somehow slip in, I don't know, Judas can't attack, or this might be a little difficult, but try and slip this in. Go to fullcredittotheboys.bigcartel.com for all your merchandise needs. That would be great. Thank you, you magnificent
0: bastards. Three. At Ben Pugsley. Hashtag grab a mirror, Scott Drinkwater from the Cowboys.
1: Uh huh. I know who he is.
0: You're a professional <laughs> rugby league player. 50% of your job involves catching a football. Right now, I doubt you could catch corona if you passed every truckie at the crossroads. <laughs> hashtag hands like feet. Hashtag Scott Burgess. Hashtag frustrated fan. Hashtag stop fucking dropping it. That's a good point. Two. At cricket flog. Hashtag grab a mirror COVID-19. For fucking it up for all the other viruses that have lived quietly at the Crossroads Hotel for years. <laughs> hashtag g'day darling. Hashtag tarp up. <laughs> Both of those hashtags are... Broken. One. At Latrell's advisor. Grab a mirror Victorians driving around Sydney with the plates, the place to be on your number plate. It's not the fucking place to be right now and it never was. Get over yourselves and go and enjoy quarantine if you think it's so great. Stop spreading your shit and ruining it for the rest of us. Hashtag build the wall. We all want you
4: to go grab a mirror.
0: want to make the world a better place. Take a look at yourself and make a change. All right, so it's time for this. <coughs> NRL round preview brought to you by Bluebet. Bet Australian, bet with Bluey at bluebet.com.au or download the app today. <coughs> yes, yeah, it's 2020. It's uh, round 10 of the NRL. And uh, of course, every week when we review or preview the round. We get this bloke on board. Thanks to Bluebet, it's Andrew Ferguson from Rugby League Project. Find him on Twitter at AndrewRLP. How are you going, champion? Good, thanks, guys. Yourself? Good, good, good. Pretty, pretty good. How's the podcast going, Fergo and the Freak?
2: Yeah, we had a uh, seven-day hiatus for no reason, and then we're um, pumping out episodes again now, so... We'll have everyone's ears bleeding by the end of the week.
1: Is it safe for you to pump out episodes while you're in lockdown?
2: Um, I'm assuming yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, run with it. Yeah. You've got to keep these bored Victorians. Give them something Wait, to no. listen to.
2: Most livable Victorian, city, most Victorians liver- and pumping in coronavirus is something that's not new down
0: here. <laughs> most livable city in the world, mate, if, <laughs> if you want to live in your lounge room. Um, <laughs> all right, let's start. Let's on, talk footy. Let's start on Thursday night, boys, and it's... The Sydney Roosters, they're playing the Canberra Raiders. It's a replay of last year's grand final, of course. A $1.25, the Roosters. $4 for the six-again Raiders. What are the stats saying here, Andrew? Uh, not a single player in the Canberra squad for this match was even
2: born the last time the Raiders won a game at the FCG. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you give him any chance of winning? None. What do you reckon the margin will be?
2: Oh, I reckon the Roosters might put 20 on them. Really, mm. interesting.
1: Mm. Um, it's going to be tough. Canberra four day turnaround. I'm surprised the Roosters aren't blowing up about it. Uh, roosters will win.
0: I think this game will say a lot about the rest of the season for the Raiders, the Roosters. Yeah. Um, Friday, and we start with Melbourne taking on the Gold Coast Titans.
1: Geez, I'm looking forward to this one.
0: It's on the Sunshine Coast, uh, first time I think ever the NRL has had a game in the Sunshine Coast. It's a dollar eight. The Melbourne Storm. It's eight dollars. That's right, eight dollars. Eight dollars. The Gold Coast Titans. That's with Bluebet. dot au, of course. Um, Andrew, what are the stats saying, mate?
2: The Titans have won twenty twenty seven percent of their away games that they played in Queensland.
4: Hmm.
0: So they go all right, go all right away from their home because they don't go well at it. Um, what are you thinking, mate? They couldn't could they? Um,
2: I'd be put. I I I'd, I'd be surprised if the Storm don't hit fifty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think the Storm will win. Um, yeah, I, I just don't want to hear that Titans theme song again.
0: No, it's terrible. It's horrible. I think the Storm are safe bets this weekend, of course. The second game, it's the game of the week. It's West Tigers taking on the Brisbane Broncos on a Friday night. That's right, the Broncos back on a Friday night, and thank God for that. Oh, yeah. Blue bet have the Tigers at $1.50, and blue bet have the Broncos at $2.60. Andrew, what are the stats saying?
2: Uh, the Broncos under Anthony Seabold have never beaten the West Tigers. Fair dinkum. Yeah. How many times well, they played? One.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this week, is Seabold
2: coaching? Who knows? Uh, Alex
1: Glen. I Who's think. in charge? The glassy at the club? Who knows? Who are
2: you backing, mate? Uh, I'm going to go with the Tigers, of course.
1: Um, well, you know what? I'm going out on a limb here. No, nah, the Tigers will win.
0: Yeah, I think the Tigers. And they'll cover
1: win. the start. They'll beat them by more than 6. I thought the Broncos
0: were very ordinary last week. Uh see St George Illawarra Dragons, they take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. These old classic rivals. $1.30 the Dragons are with blue bet. Uh $3.55 the Bulldogs.
1: This is not one of those classic 80s St George versus Bulldogs
0: games though, is it? Nah, no. No. Nah. No. Morris Slippy Morris versus yeah. No, Turvey and, Turvy yeah. and the Mortimer boys. Um, Andrew, what are the stats saying here, mate? The Dragons last week racked up their seventh win from their last
2: 27 games. <laughs> now, the Bulldogs and the Warriors, who have both part of ways with their coaches this year, have each won 10 of their last 27
0: games. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that means the Dragons stick solid. Um, who are you tipping, mate?
2: I am going to lean towards the Dragons, but this is going to be a game worth
1: ignoring. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I also am going with St. George. I spoke to a couple of people at a lodge meeting last Wednesday, and they are super confident that they've got the balance of the team right and the Dragons will just pip the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, I'm backing the Dragons. I can't see. can't see the the Bulldogs might win another game this year. Um, second game... South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're taking on the Newcastle Knights. This will be a, a tight game, I reckon. It's eighty the Rabbitohs with Blue Bet. It's $2, the Knights. This is one I can't split. Yeah, it's a dangerous give me, game. Give me some stats that I can split
2: these two. Yeah, this one's not going to help. <laughs> um, <laughs> South have won just 16 games against the Knights since 1988, but nine of those have come in the last 10 games.
1: Well, help me out. Who's going to win?
0: I'm going to go with South.
1: Mm, no what confidence. The, what are the odds again?
0: A dollar eighty. Uh, Bluebet have the Rabbitohs at two dollars. They have the Knights at.
1: I wasn't impressed with the Knights. The stupid, really. Te- I cheating. thought
0: that four points in that would have been a really impressive uh, display. No,
1: I wasn't impressed. I, I don't think their attacks much chop. But uh, <laughs> also, also didn't fancy the Rabbitohs cheating their way to victory against the Tigers. That'll take a lot out of them. But I'm thinking. The
0: bunnies will sneak home. Well, I'll give you one guarantee dead set, rock solid. Gago won't score three tries this week. No. Um, I'm going to back the Knights
1: with uh, no, no confidence. You know what? I'm not even bagging you. I bagged you last week about St. George, and that came to slap me in the face, didn't it?
0: Well, speaking of slapping you in the face, here they are the Manly Eagles. Promise a lot, deliver little. $3.80 with Blue Bet. They're taking on the Parramatta Reels. Parramatta will win. Who are twenty seven <laughs> with Blue Bet. Keep going Andrew
2: Stats Please Parramatta has won 75% of their games When Mitch Motes Hasn't played for them While Manly (laughs) lost To the Dragons last week (laughs) (laughs) What
0: are you tipping? Parramatta Easy Yes
1: Yes I think we're All in on this one Might
0: be an interesting game This next one It's the New Zealand Warriors They're taking on The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks it's $2.90 with Blue Bet, the Warriors. It's $1.42 the Sharkies. Andrew, stats.
2: The Warriors are undefeated at Central Coast this year. 69% of their points in 2020 have been scored in their three games there. Mm. Um, so in 2020, they average 27 points per game at Gosford and just six points per game everywhere else.
1: This is a danger game because the few players that are just going to play this game and then go home. Yep. Maybe they're going to want to fire up. Yep. And the Sharkies are hot and cold. Yep. The Warriors—they want to come out there and smash them, and then given, go and party and eat white bait and lolly cake.
0: Given Adam Blair, his uh, send off.
1: I'm not sure. What do you think, Andrew?
0: Uh, I'm going for the
2: Sharks.
1: I've got the Sharks written down. I'm starting to question myself now. I'll go the Sharks in a tight one.
0: I'll go the Warriors. Uh, and the final. I game. want to change
1: now because you're a heaps better tips than me.
0: <laughs> the final game, the Penrith Panthers. That's right, the non-attacking Panthers who put fifty-six points on last week. They're taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. It's a dollar fifteen with BlueBet. The Panthers. It's five dollars fifty. Name your own price. The Cowboys with BlueBet. Andrew, what are the stats saying here, mate?
2: Ivan is coached Penrith to just one win from six games against North Queensland, with an average losing
0: scoreline of twenty-eight to twelve.
1: Yeah, but Trent Barrett's there coaching their attack.
0: That's right. And he's a an, uh, master attacking coach. Yeah. Andrew, who are you tipping? Penrith.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm picking Penrith. I think they've turned a corner. Their attack looks amazing now.
0: <laughs> thanks to Baz. Yeah, thanks to Baz. Um, yeah, I can't see going any other way. I think the Penrith Panthers will do this and do it in a can. I think there might be a bit of a score put on there.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys are rubbish. But do you want me to do me rough punt? Do it. Set punt. What do you we, got? We were close last week, former. Three for four. Freddie Tedesco, that jerk off, <laughs> let me down yet again. He, it's not the first time he's let me down, former. <laughs> no, um, no, not at all. <laughs> one thing I hate doing in me rough punt is betting on a Tigers game. But this week, I'm going to bet on the Tigers game. Five and a half against Broncos. Cover that. Who's even coaching up there? <laughs> no one knows. We'll cover the five and a half at a dollar ninety. We'll beat the Broncos. Remember the baby Broncos, how they came out and beat the Tigers? Anyway. That was when Bellamy was there. Don't <sighs> worry about it. So the Tigers will cover five and a half start. The Roosters, 13 plus. That's a bit dodgy but it's $2 against Canberra. Canberra is smashed.
0: Yeah, like I said, I think we'll learn a lot about the Raiders this week. Um, but, you know, that, that is an each way bet.
1: It's a bit of value. at yep. Two bucks. Yep. Uh, Parramatta. I love Parramatta. I think they're Looking really good Can this year. 13-plus Parramatta will beat Manly. Uh, that's $2.10. And Crichton, he'll score. Try scoring, freak. He will score for sure. It's only $1.80 for him. But if you combine all four legs, that gets to $14.72 thanks to bluebet.com.au. And I am so close, man. I'm so close. We're going to get it Taste across it. the line this week.
0: If you want to have a rough punt, then listen to this punt. And as I said before, you can listen to Andrew's podcast, uh, Furgo and the Freak. It's available where all good podcasts are found and some shitty ones. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at AndrewRLP, or don't forget, Rugby League Project. Give him a hand. Patreon down the left-hand side column. Give it a tick. Give him—I don't know, maybe a thousand, maybe two thousand bucks
2: a week. A, a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't go to the top. Just a, just a lazy grand a month is yeah. fine. Don't be
0: so miserable. Get, <laughs> get those short little arms in them big deep pockets and help the bloke out. It's a wonderful rugby league resource. It
2: certainly is.
0: Until then, mate. We'll talk to you next week. Pleasure, guys. We
4: mutter, oh, He's the
0: Let's do this.
1: the sack. Open the sack. Empty the sack.
0: The boy's sack. Yeah, it's the boy's sack. Mail and feedback time, Sydney. And um, what's what's news this week? Um, We only have a few membership
1: packs left. I've posted all of them out. Anyone that's bought one, they should be on the way or have already got there. It's probably only about a dozen left. Uh, But something I did notice... This week We have a hot spot Former <laughs> Full credit to the boys We've gone viral Full credit to the boys Is extremely popular If we're going off Membership packs Extremely popular In Cooma Right Do you know where Cooma is? Absolutely It's down near Jindamore Yeah Who's the footy team Down there? Do Stallions you
0: know? Very tough away, Coomer Stallions Group 16, mate. Uh, yeah, Uh yeah, Stallions, a very tough away game. Um, (laughs) oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, away, uh, dressing rooms
1: be cold down there.
0: Well, the away dressing rooms are very cold when they fill them with water before we get there. (laughs) That's all I'll say. (laughs) That's old
1: school, that's good. So, I did some sums. The amount of of good footballers come from there, too. Yeah,
0: Brett White from the Raiders. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, Sammy Williams who also plays at the Raiders. Is it a
1: breeding ga- breeding ground for the Raiders? It's a reckon? breeding
0: ground for full credit the boys members I believe.
1: It certainly is. We have had so many membership packs come out of Kuma recently. So I went and did some sums from the population of Kuma compared to how many membership packs we've got. We have 0.001% of the whole population of Kuma. Is that right? Is now a member. Of full credit to the boys. Second only, I think, I'm going to recheck my stats, second only to the region of Oatley where <laughs> I'm the mayor and we're about
0: 20, 22%. Yeah, but you sold about 20 of those to IGA uh Employees. No, you come
1: in and buy a pack of ciggies at IJ, you get a free membership pack. So it's slightly slanted. But, you say free, but Kuma,
0: it's factored into the price.
1: Hundred percent, it is. But uh, yeah, Kuma is an absolute hotspot. We, we might, should we should do a live show down there. That's what I was thinking. We should probably. I think well, the uh, stallions
0: would have to do a Prezo night. Surely they need a couple of MCs. We if could bring, you want, we can bring Sid a couple Ponson of loose units. Former
1: legend to come down to uh, the Prezo night. We are happy to go and do it. Outside of COVID. Very available. I think there's yeah. a
0: couple of good pubs down there. The Alpine, the Cooma, uh, the Jeez, you've done some
1: travelling. You know. I know it's pubs. That's what you I know. You know pubs and footy clubs.
0: <laughs> um, anything else this Yes.
1: Week? The other thing that happened this morning is that the uh, full credit to the boys, Team of the Century Rugby League jerseys came in. They look the business. Don't they? We've got one hanging here. I'm looking at it right now in the studio. The full credit to the boys, Quarantine uh, Gower <laughs> Studios. Uh, they are the business, so anyone that bought one of them, I'm going to be sending them out this week, and there's one guy that bought a membership pack and a jersey, and he's been sitting there waiting for his membership pack, and I told him, it's not going to fucking happen. But it's on <laughs> its way. It's now going to happen. All right. So thank you to everyone that is a member, especially you Coomans.
0: Thank you to um, is that John, John Tucksworth, for coming on. He's great value. Like I said, he's very good value on Twitter He'd be as well. a Group
1: 16 fan, wouldn't he? Well, he'd
0: be aware of group 16. I oh, know sure. group nine down there, isn't it? Uh, group nine is Yeah, I think it's group nine.
1: Anyway. Group 9's oh, picked. Group 9's picked Yeah, whatever.
0: Um, anyway. Uh anything else?
1: No, that's about it.
0: Well, all I want to do
1: is I wanna sex you up all night.
0: Girl, you make me feel good.
1: I wanna rub you down. But
0: I wanna sex you up. Good night, everyone. See you around.
4: With me, I got a lot, but I ain't got all night. Don't be sharp.